Quest Gaming Network presents Elder Scrolls Off the Record. everybody, welcome back to Elder Scrolls Off the Record for a very special episode number 43. I would just like, first off, like to thank Dave and Lou and Fred for covering for me and Varwin last week. They did a fantastic job. I, I, am I don't Joe. know uh-huh. why you would thank us, seeing as how we had the fun of throwing you in a Daedric pit. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we got out, didn't we? Well, now everyone well, in that knows. case, you're welcome. Well, now everybody knows what, what that pit was, and uh, I was happy to be thrown down there. Thank you. I am Joe the Widget Wilson, lead host for Elseworlds Off the Record, and joining me as always is my number two right-hand man, Mr. Evarwin. Yo, what's going on? Dude. 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 Now it's almost weird talking, doing the podcast without seeing you in front of me. Yeah. Yeah. yeah weird. I don't know about that, but, uh... <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, I prefer it this way, trust me. Uh... <laughs> And the luring master himself, Lolu Olan. Hello, Joe. Hello, everyone. Welcome back, you two. Hello, Lou. I would say it's good to be back, but no, not really. I'm going to go back over there. Yeah, you'd be lying. <laughs> I'm liar. Pants on fire. <laughs> they, can, they can send the game to me. That's okay. <laughs> I won't tell a soul, I swear. Be my own little secret. Uh, and joining us, as always... Is the man with the personality himself, Mr. David D. Enforce Adams. Hey, everybody. Glad to have y'all back, kinda. It's great to see you again, almost. (laughs) I love you too, buddy. All right. (laughs) (laughs) We have some sponsors, and Yvarwin, take us into them. Sure. Uh, This week, Elder Scrolls Off the Record is brought to you by Tweaked Audio. TweakedAudio.com, you you hear us say them on every single podcast, on every single episode, and uh, we've got some new information for you. If you go over to TweakedAudio.com, okay, you can see that they have a new clearance item up for sale, which is the uh, pink earbuds, which are uh, pretty pretty snazzy if you like. Oh, I gotta give me some. If you like pink. <laughs> They're uh they're in the clearance price. They're in the clearance bin for nine for nine ninety five. Excuse me. And as always, when you drop in the code off the record from nine ninety five, you will get our thirty percent off discount. And as always, at tweakedaudio.com, shipping is free. Worldwide shipping is free. But if you don't like pink, that's okay because you'll still get your six colors, your four styles. And as always, we like to tell you they're engineered for durability, great sound clarity, noise reduction design. And they're great for any any MP3 device that you may have. Hey, real men wear pink. Uh, maybe they did in 2008. 
It's <laughs> <laughs> like totally 2008. <laughs> but um, they also have uh, they also have little little fluffy bendy watches there that are kind of cool. Um, I spoke with Bruce the other day, and he he told me that they are going to be getting in a new line of of products coming in. So as soon as that is available. We'll be more than happy to tell you about the new things that you can buy at Tweaked Audio and the new savings that you can get there as well. So tweakedaudio.com, guys. Off the record is going to be your code for that. And before we begin, I would like to thank again one last time the amazing community team for Elder Scrolls Online at ZeniMax Online Studios. Joe, Jess, Gina, Jeff, we give you our thanks, guys. You were fantastic. It was a pleasure to meet you, all of you. And without your support, this past week could not have been possible. From Elder Scrolls Off the Record and the Quest Gaming Network, thank you. All right, before we get into what we've got to talk about, we have a big, big, big night. We've had a week to assimilate all this uh, information that Ivaro and I have gathered and dove into. The first thing I want to say is that I want everyone to keep in mind this: what we played and what we saw was all pre-alpha, which means it's very, 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 very early in the game process. So a lot of these things, or some of them, could wind up changing before the game goes live. Yeah, that's right. So anything that we say on this show, because we're going to be talking about our gameplay in ESO. That's what a lot of the show is going to be dedicated to. And uh, so just keep in mind that anything that we say can, at any given point during the next year until release, be be changed. So mm-hmm. so uh, go, in, go in thinking that. And... Um, Let's just hope most of this doesn't change because it's all awesome. <laughs> oh, yeah. Anyone who has been a doubter, just listen. Just listen to what we got to say, and your doubts will be thrown out the window. And if you're an Elder Scrolls fan, you will enjoy the next Elder Scrolls installment as much as we did. Guarantee it. Yeah. Because it really is the next Elder Scrolls installment without a shadow of doubt in my mind. All right, so we were in a conference room next, last Thursday... Sitting down, and they put us into a room, and they started a presentation, and uh, Matt Freuer came up and basically said, they put a thing on the board that said, you know, what you're going to be doing the rest of the day. And Matt came up and basically said, so we're going to go over what you're going to be doing the rest of the next of the day, or the rest of the day, and then they all the, the team went over the, the, the wall next to us, slid the entire wall over, and there was rows of computers with the Elder Scrolls Online login screen. <laughs> Oh my gosh! I think everyone yeah. in that room pooped themselves. It was fantastic, okay. very very stinky, but fantastic. Because um, I know I audibly giggled and squealed and had my nerdgasm. Um, <laughs> my eyes immediately went to one one computer in particular. I was zoned in. That was my computer. And one guy, one guy actually <laughs> vaulted himself out of his chair, thinking like, <laughs> "Okay, we're gonna go play this like right now." Yeah, he did. <laughs> I was holding myself, I was actually grabbing onto the desk, holding myself down, because I was ready to d- jump up and dive in, too. It's like, yeah, great, great to meet you, man. I'm, I'm, I'm moving. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. I gotta see this. Uh, it was, it was so freaking exciting to do oh, that. Yeah. Now, I know Eve Arwen was squealing next to me, too, so it wasn't just me. No, no, it was, no. it was me as well. I, uh. I had a I had a pretty pretty big uh, nerd nerd moment for myself. <laughs> Just seeing rows and rows and rows of of computers with with ESO on them was just like <laughs> with a character sitting there and the in the in the customization because they logged us into the game and we they left it where you had you got to 
customize your character. Yeah. Pick your class, pick this, pick that, pick all your looks and your race, all that good stuff. Um, <clears throat> when I sat down, I just went crazy. Took in every little detail I could find. Every detail. So we got a lot to talk about, and I'm kind of like, should I flip a coin to see who gets to talk first? Me or Yvarwin? Hmm. Well, I mean, um, I think maybe like Lou and Dave might have might have questions. Because I know Dave was they asking a whole questions bunch of questions. When we're during... done talking about our fun. <laughs> we're talking well, about yeah, fun. I've been able waiting to a week. Have half of my answers, my questions answered, just by hearing y'all talk. <laughs> All right. Well, I guess the one thing that we can say right off the bat is Joe. Uh, is first person perspective in this game because that's the one thing that we keep getting asked. Yes, it is. I think almost above all others. It is definitely in the game. <clears throat> and as we heard from Nick in our interview, he was basically stating that they're, one of the top things on their agenda right now is how to make the arms visible for combat in first person. Because you can easily go into first person, you can scroll in with your mouse, with your mouse wheel in and out, and and pick up items off of shelves, off of tables, whatever, or even walk around. I did that quite a bit, walking around in first person just to get a feel for it. And yeah. it, oh gosh, it felt like Skyrim. It did. Uh, I it forgot did. I was playing ESO yeah. for a while. I really it did. It really did. Until I realized that I had uh, skills, uh, I had actually skills for my character that are not common to ESO, but, well, I'll get in a second, but anyway... I want to start from from the very beginning. Okay, when we sit down, we were presented with the character creation screen. What were your impressions on that? It seemed, it seemed um, okay. I'm gonna my 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 first impression was that it sound it looked exactly like riffs. To be completely honest, um, which I think is a great thing. I really love it. I love Rift's character creation screen. And uh, it looked exactly like it, to be uh, to be honest, which I think is a strength mm-hmm. because I don't think that there's enough customization for your character in a lot of MMOs. Oh, tons! And um, I don't think that adding the amount of customization that are usually in single player MMO, uh, single player Elder Scrolls games, would would work. So I think the balance that they found between the two was really good. You know the that um, the the shape face the face shape slider that Rift has. That was the first thing that jumped out at me. You know you've got um, it's a little triangle, and then on one side you've got like a triangular angular type type face. On the top right is a circle, and on the top left is a square and you can take this little slider and move it within that that triangle space and get your your character's head shape to look you know of a variety of those of those shapes all at one mm-hmm. so that's what jumped out at me and 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 said rift to me um which i i love that I well love that, that and you got to preview the beginning armor middle armor and advanced armor on your character Yep. So you can see what they would look like with more of the advanced armor class sets. I, I enjoyed that. That was one thing that's new in Rift that I really, really enjoyed, and I loved it in this one too. Yeah. The amount of customization you can do with your character, that, that jumped out at me right away because I spent more time doing that than I was hoping to do. <laughs> <clears throat> I was seriously going, I got to get in game, I got to get in game. Oh, jeez, and I got to pick face size? Really? Yeah, I mean, all the <laughs> things that's that a you good would imagine... Thing, though. 
uh, tone of tone of skin, skin color, and the tone of it. There's various different shades of that tone of eye color. There was like three or four different types of blue that I was able to choose from. Um, you know, all different kinds of. There was like twenty different hairstyles, um, almost as many types of color of hair. Various different browns and blondes that you could choose from. Um, you can you can toggle the size of your character with a uh, with a slider as well so it wasn't just like you know three standard uh you know types of being tall or being short you can you could vary it as well there was that in there um the gear thing was phenomenal to see because depending on the kind of race that you you wanted to play and in the preview we had a choice of nord argonian um dark elf dark elf right they mm-hmm. were in there i think that's uh, uh, the three that are available for the pact Okay. Because there are nine available races in the game. Yes. Play, and there's three per pact. Okay. Or three per faction, because the, the one we were playing was called the Pact, something the Pact. And I'm trying to I'm trying to not remember the stuff that I saw on computer screens <laughs> around. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because I saw a couple of other races running around in there. Well, um, you, they had so, the names right there in the login screen. Yeah. What each race yeah, was, was per faction, so I mean... That's, there's four classes that you got to choose from, and I was really, I was seriously clicking on that the rogue style one nonstop, hoping that I can break the game and let me play it, but it wouldn't. The only two classes that we were allowed to play at the moment that were uh, finished enough for us to play was the Templar and the Dragon Knight. And fortunately enough, knowing my, mine and Ivarma's play styles anyway, I kind of figured it would happen. We picked the opposite class, yeah, so we can talk about them. That's now, right. One thing I want everyone to remember is that the class in this game is nothing more than the foundation. It's just the start. Right. And I, I think that was one of the most striking things for myself, too. Because when um, when Nick came around, Nick Conkle, the lead game gameplay designer, came around, he was watching over our shoulders. Um, he had... Well, this this actually happened later on the day, but he, he did eventually mention to us that, that um, you can become a completely different character than mm-hmm. what you start off as. And you really start to see yourself flesh out to be whatever it is that you want to play. And I think that, that really was... Cool. Yeah. Now, I know that there are tons of skills that you can get for each each class that you can make some match based on your play style. Mm-hmm. And I see... I even saw it with my Dragon Knight. Um, now, the beginning skills I got really play more towards melee style than ranged or magic, but I can do any type of melee style, whether it be sword and board, one-handed weapon, two-handed weapon, dual wielding. It all worked very well to where I could use those skills. And I noticed that later on there were other skills that didn't even that played more towards ranged. Uh, that was the the awesome thing. So I did choose Dragon Knight, and Ivarwin chose the Templar. Mm-hmm. That's um, right. I knew right away that Ivarwin was going to build some kind <laughs> of paladin if he could. Got to be able to compare this thing to what I know best, Paladins. <laughs> yeah. And he did. I was watch- I came by and watched the screen periodically when I had to go up and use the restroom and when my bladder, bladder was ready to explode. I did not want to get up, but it would have been yeah, bad we were- news if I would have peed in the- on the chair. We were sitting there. They let us play the game for a good long while. We were sitting there between three to four hours. About, just, yeah, just- I'd say about three and a half hours. Yeah, just really enjoying enjoying it. And it felt like ten minutes. I did not want to finish at all. 
I was not done. I wanted wow. to see that instance. They, they they told us that at the at at like level was it ten or twelve? There was an instance people could do that was available on top of the public dungeons uh, that they all yeah. had. I yeah, the anchor, the dark anchor. Because I remember them talking about dark anchor, and I was like, I know I was in that zone. I was building my way to getting around to that if, if I ever discovered it. Well, the dark anchors were were like an in-game event. Yeah, a lot. that's the other thing too that no one said about this game that I think a lot of people kind of glance over. This game has in-game events, like live in-game events that are awesome. Yeah. So as you, and the the whole purpose is is that Molag Ball is trying to uh, bring Tamriel into the world of Oblivion. So he sends these giant anchors down that root themselves into the ground, and everyone has to collaborate together real time in game to destroy the anchors and it's not easy because all of these you know crazy amount of demons spawn the girl in front of me um i was watching her her computer towards the end of this thing and she she was the only one that was able to get to the dark anchor because she was the one that was closest to it um which is by the way the game is massive (laughs) so in order for me to travel out to her it would have taken a long time to run that distance. So she goes and engages with the dark anchor and like all of these demons, I saw, I saw 10 enemies on her screen at the same time that she was like running away from. (laughs) Yeah. The poor girl, but it looked cool. It reminded me a lot of rift and how they do live events, but very similar. Yeah. I think this one was not a random spawn though. It was in a set location, correct? Mm hmm. As of right now. Um, I I wanted to do that instance so bad, but I didn't get around to it. But okay, we 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 got into the game. They we were immediately level two because they didn't have the starter area finished yet, which is like the the, the tutorial for the game. So -hmm. they had a a list next to us that had all the the hotkey functions, which was very very simple for me because the vast majority of them were very very similar to how Skyrim is on PC. Right. So it really wasn't much of an effort. I was able to find things pretty easily. well, the best part about this is that the control scheme is not like a normal MMO. Not even close. It's exactly like Skyrim. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's just like an Elder Scrolls game in that in that concept. Even right down to the the E key being the activation button. Like you move around and like yep. <laughs> you want to pick something up and you hit the E key and it picks it up for you. I didn't get a chance to do lock picking, but they confirmed that lock picking is in the game. Uh, that actually was one of my questions that I had written down. Was <laughs> it's in the game, <laughs> buddy. It's something you level up to. Um, oh, that's cool. So we got in the game, and we were... Okay, basically, we went through this massive event with Molag Ball stealing our soul, apparently, and we got ported to this area. We started out, because we were a part of the pact, which included the Nords, in Skyrim. We were in Skyrim, in Tamriel. That's right. Started out there. When I looked in this this building I was in, that's when it that's when Skyrim started taking over my brain and the fact that wait, I'm playing Skyrim? But I was supposed to be playing ESO. <laughs> it was a little jarring at first because here we are sitting down playing a game that we, we knew was ESO, but but visually and and tactically, as we're you know playing I with moved. the mouse and the keyboard and looking around with the mouse, it felt like we're playing Skyrim. Exactly, we are in Skyrim. <laughs> I was literally like the controls were natural to me, extremely natural. I put three hundred fifty hours into Skyrim already, and it felt so natural to me just to move around and walk around, talk to people. I went out 
And I did the same thing, I believe, as Varwin did. I went all through that house, every inch of it, looking for stuff I could pick up and find. So <clears throat> that that brings up the question, how does that work in an MMO? Like, were you... If you're a group with someone else, do they are they able to pick up your stuff, or is your stuff instanced to where it's only you, or what goes on with that? I believe it's instanced. When it comes to that thing, it's instanced to your character. Because um, I was in the beginning area, what, what threw me out of the whole Skyrim experience for a minute was other people that were there with me. Now, the thing is, though, that is very entertaining about this is that they are going to be doing the mega server. The mega server is everyone is in the same server. Now, how that works is they described it as having a kind of like a, uh, not a questionnaire, but checkboxes you can put for your preference of play style. Like, I want to play solo, I don't want to do dungeons, I don't want this, I don't want this, or I want to do that. And it will put people of that same like mind in that instance around you. So, you're, if you want to play solo, you can, they're going to put you in with people that want to play solo, so you're not going to get bugged to have a group. Uh, same with like, okay, I want to zone in, I want to be with my guild, my friends, and it will put you in with your guild and your friends. So even though there's going to be millions of hopefully players playing this game, you're not going to see all of them. That would kill a server, kill your computer. I mean, can you imagine going into a room with like 15,000 people sitting there trying to do the same thing you are? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wouldn't work. A little too much, yeah. Uh, the idea of a mega server is just mind-blowingly awesome, and I forgot what the point was I was getting on that. Well, there's a couple of points that you can make out of this. Um, number one, when they brought up the idea of the mega server, they had said that uh, they built the game with lag in mind. So they knew at the very beginning of the game that they were going to have everyone in in North America on one server. Mm-hmm. So the game the game's system requirements are so low that lag isn't really much of an issue. Unless oh, you've yeah. got, like, a dinosaur of a computer. I was answering Dave's question of, you know, if you're in a group of people picking up items, is it just for everybody or is it instance to your character? When I was in that room with those people, I'd go to an, an, a table and pick something up, and I saw someone else go and pick something up as well, even though, for me, it wasn't there. Right. But for them, it was. This game is heavily instance-based to your character, but it really doesn't affect everyone else around you. It just affects what you see and your interaction. If that makes sense. Yeah. yeah, there's a lot of phasing in the game. Yeah, not not instances. I'm sorry, it's phased. Yeah. Where you don't zone in here, zone in there. Um, so we were in this room, and I, I know Varwin was doing the same thing I was, was going around exploring every inch of this first house, picking up items. We both got the same achievement for a blue item, which shocked the devs <laughs> for a second until I realized it was a crafting item that we found. That's another thing. There's achievements in the game, too. Yes, there is. I was so excited. I was I was like, I saw that my first achievement for getting a blue item right off the bat in the game. And I was like, oh, there's achievements. Oh my gosh, I have to tell Varwin. I'm playing, wait, I gotta go tell Varwin. No, wait, wait, what's this? <laughs> I gotta go tell Varwin. No, what is this? <laughs> so an hour later, I finally went over there. Hey, did you see there's achievements? Yeah, dude, like an hour ago. <laughs> yeah, I got mine off of a, a blue level fish. <laughs> <laughs> So the things that you pick up in houses are mostly all crafting items and or like food you can eat for health and stamina and whatnot. Chests everywhere in the game. Everywhere I looked in some kind of like corner in the game, there's a random chest just laying there. They do use the color system as typical MMOs for gear. Mm -hmm. White, green, blue. Yep. That I can confirm. 
um, whether there's purple and, and beyond. I don't know. I didn't find any. So I couldn't tell you. I found one blue item, which was the crafting item. There is crafting in the game and quite a bit of it from what I've seen. It was not active when the game that we were playing because they're still working on the details of it. But mm-hmm. there's a lot of there's definitely a lot of crafting in there. I saw crafting NPCs everywhere. Do you see do you see how quiet Lou and Dave are? They're just like <laughs> sitting there with their hands. Oh my god. Sitting on their hands. There's, they're so Leave stoic. me alone. I'm taking notes and squealing. <laughs> <laughs> so I I got into this town and what really shocked me the most is that it, it didn't hold my hand. What I mean by that is that I didn't walk out of a house and see an NPC right there in front of me saying, This is where you gotta go next. Or yep. go go collect ten rat tails for me. It wasn't there. I went explore this entire town, went all over, talked to all the NPCs, was going through houses and ransacking their house. So surprised I didn't get arrested, but I did that. And finally, I was like, you know, I really want to play this combat. I'm extremely excited to see how combat is. I wasn't expecting it to be like Elder Scrolls. I expected it to be more MMO style combat. I went out, and found the nearest wolf I could find, and like, oh my gosh, I'm playing Skyrim. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, the the control scheme is 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 very very similar. Um, even with the hotbar, and, and it's it's just it's it. You forget that you're you're playing a game with a hotbar because it's it, the combat is just that much Intuitive. similar to what we're used to. I in, never in Skyrim. One thing I want to make clear is I I'm a I'm a mouse clicking MMO player, so I always click the key on. I always could click with the hotbars on my mouse. I don't use the number pads. Because mm-hmm. there's always cooldowns and crud like that I have to worry about. Or a sequence of buttons I have to press. So I don't use the number pad. With this one, I did nothing but use the number pad. Yeah. Well, you've got... You have... The mouse The mouse is able to be used in, in two ways. All right? It's, um, it's your main combat tool. Mm-hmm. Instead of the keyboard and the, and the you know, one through, one through zero keys for your hotbar, you've got... You've got uh, skills on your on your hotbar one through six, which you use the keyboard for. But the main um, items in your hand, yeah, whatever are weapon you're used using in real time with your mouse buttons. Left mouse button attacks, holding down left mouse button, just like in Skyrim, charges mm-hmm. up your your stamina attack, your power attack. So yeah, you have a stamina bar. Everyone does. Mm-hmm. Um, and right mouse button, hold that down to block, which is a very very key factor in this game because. Uh, enemies will charge up for a power attack, and it's a barely it's it's a visible type of power attack that you know it's going to be coming. You can yeah, you, you can see them charging it up. So you hold on the right mouse button, it stuns them, and you can go around them. And I I tried doing it without worrying about blocking. I built my character to be completely offensive and no defensive. That's what I had in mind when I realized that I could do that, which happened very quickly. My dragon, I started out with one a one hand sword. That was it. So when I fought this first wolf, I was dancing around him like I was on like a some sort of uh, European fence artist, you know, a fencer, <laughs> just <laughs> tearing him up a new one. I was ducking and dodging, and it was so much fun. I had to go right to I, I killed probably forty or fifty wolves to get that out of my system, so I can continue on. <laughs> I went around and I just started exploring. Not once that I have. So far in the game, did I find any quests? I was out exploring. But then I noticed on my map that a, a cave was nearby. So as I got closer to this cave, it looked just like Skyrim. Like, when you get near it, you see the darkened out icon on your map that there is something there. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And then you just, you head over to it. 
<clears throat> I headed and, over to it, and there was an NPC standing out in front of it. Mm-hmm. He looked... I don't remember exactly which quest it was. I don't know if it was the guy that was injured, or, or he had someone lost in the cave. I don't remember I don't the detail know. of it, but when I got to him... Um, he I started, didn't even find this cave you're talking about. I was all yeah. doing some other stuff. <laughs> yeah. No one... I, I think that's the important thing to clarify, is that no one in that entire room played the same exact way. No. No. Not, not a single one of us did. I remember I was level 7 doing level 5 content, because I explored everything, every inch I could. of <laughs> The Skyrim map, the starter area we were in. Uh, which is only a small section of Skyrim. It's an island off of Skyrim, actually, I believe. I mean, there's there's quests in the game, of course. You know, oh, um, gosh, when yes. you what's up? Yeah, I know there is. I I missed it in town. Yeah, there's I mean, a... because the the way the reason why you missed it in town is because as you see these people, you know, walking around doing their thing in game, just going about their daily business in the game, you have to actually walk up to these people and talk to them. And then, because of the way that you talk to them, the different dialogue options that you could choose from, mm-hmm. a quest might open from that. Yeah. Uh, when I went to this cave, this NBC was standing out, out in front of it, and he started glowing a little bit. And that's one of the first things they told us was, if you see a glowing NPC, usually they're a point of interest. I mean, yeah. they might have something for you. They're but you got to select them first to, to see that, that glow. <clears throat> yeah, you do. So I went over to him, talked to him, and he gave me a quest to go in this cave, and it was... I thought it was going to be another one of those you have to wait and zone in type thing. But mm-hmm. I just went right into the cave and started this quest. Yeah. Um, there were zoning in periodically, wasn't there? Um, I'm trying to remember if there was. I don't remember. I don't, I don't even remember, to be honest. If it was, if it was, was so short, I didn't even realize it. I mean, I know when we went from Skyrim to Morrowind, we, that was obviously zoned. Right. Well, yeah, That's well, a obviously. good thing, though. That it's so few and far between that you can't even remember. Most all the quests, like the caves and everything like that, were seamless. They were part of the world. Yeah. And that, that's what they were talking about when we mentioned on the show a couple of weeks ago about the existence of these things that they call vignettes. Mm-hmm. You run into a cave. There's really, like, you know, no real purpose to the cave. You just run in there, kill a couple of mobs, you find a chest at the end, and you want, run back out of the same way you entered, and then you just go about your business. Remember we talked about a little while ago when the, there was a video about how they were saying, like, you can go talk to a gentleman, and it might be a small 20-minute quest, but we'll lead into more quests, more quests yeah. in this long thing. I came yep. across something like that. Yep. Right off the bat. That was that girl standing by that corpse. Remember? And she was basically talking about how uh, sub- subterfuge, how she wanted you I- to sneak into this camp. And I, didn't, I didn't do that. You didn't I, do that one? Know. Oh, you missed out on a good one, man. Oh, that I was off so in good. some undead ruin just killing. <laughs> and I didn't go that. I didn't actually do that either. Um, <laughs> so this is that. This is the kind of experience we're getting into here. Yeah. And so I was uh, talking to this NBC, and she's like, "Yeah, you know, uh, you can to get this disguise off these people, and and the people won't recognize you. You can go in there, but there were dogs who were able to tell if you were not one of them. So you had to sneak around the dogs." And yes, there is sneaking and crouching in this game. Yep. And it's very, very viable. Yes, it is. <laughs> I used it. And you get a damage bonuses for hitting someone while sneaked, as long as you're not seen. I did that quite a bit. Um, so what I'm going to talk about before we get into the skills and combat, really, Varwin, is like what we experience in the world. Right. Which is what I'm doing right now, anyway. So I got into this quest, and I had to go in and gather this information. I don't remember the details. I should have wrote it down, but I was too busy playing. And then it led into another quest. And then another one. And then another one. And it was all seamless. Like, it was supposed to be one long chain of events in the story. And it turned out to be a really, really, really cool 
massive story based in this this little starter area. It wound up being something like seven or eight quests or more until I finished it out. And and something changed after that that affected my world. It was amazing. Yeah. And at the same time, when I was as I was doing that one, I was finding caves, I was finding ruins, and I was going there and doing little quests for those. And it's uh, and there's one point where I really wanted to test out, you know, grouping because I was alone. Even though we had several people in that area, I was alone. <laughs> I was doing my own thing. I didn't really care. I went to... Um, no one did. Everyone was just off and, and doing their, their own thing. That's why I said, like, no one played this game the same way. It's, it's really reliant on... They, they completely removed the quest hubs. Oh, yeah, there's completely. no such thing as quest now, hubs. Now, I know, like, the, I see a lot of the stuff on the internet. People are like, oh, you know, it sounds a lot like Guild Wars 2. And I can, I can understand if you didn't play the game, like, why you would make that comparison. Because I'm, I'm playing Guild Wars 2 now. The fact, not not at the moment, but like I, that is part of my rotational gameplay for the week. Guild Wars Two, you gotta you, you everything is is reliant on the map in front of you. This game is not like that. From it's, what little I've seen and played of of Guild Wars Two, Elder Scrolls Online is nothing like Elder is not nothing like Guild no, Wars Two. Nothing. It's not. It relies on your exploration. So when we tell you things like you know you have to talk to an NPC in order to see if they give you a quest, you pick any NPC you want. You don't have to talk to them at all. You're just going to find stuff to do in the game just by exploring and roaming around. Mm-hmm. That's how this is. Right. Not, and- that, not that you have to open up a map and see all of these various points of interest. That was one thing that I thought was completely... Uh, that I thought was really interesting. The world map, when, when we were in our one little area, which was part of Morrowind, and part of Skyrim, mm-hmm. there was like nothing on the map except for the topography and where we were and yeah, like, a couple we of minor already. points of interest. What I already explored is what opened up. Yeah, that was <clears> it. <throat> I mean, there was like icons on the mini map that that delineated uh, that 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 showed you like where are some vendors. Um, yeah, when quick I came travel by points. Once I opened up, that's what they were on the map. I didn't see any of those until I opened them up. Right. So, I mean, you really have to, like, explore in this game in order to find stuff that, that you know, in order to, like, find the quests and the NPCs out there. Like, you have to go out there and explore, just like Skyrim. Mm-hmm. And when you do that, it opens up a whole ton of side stories. I didn't know what the main story was until I was I found myself in Morrowind. <laughs> I still don't even know. <laughs> yeah. There were so many compelling stories, even in Alpha and pre-alpha that were just engaged me. And I know, and they even have all the NPCs are voiced. Fully voiced. Fully voiced. And I'm, I'm saying this right now, Zenimax, I am willing to, I'm, I'm offering my voice for your game. (laughs) Yeah. I think everyone here at, at the elder scrolls off the record is more than happy to lend our voice and our persona (laughs) as an NPC in game. I don't care if it's not me. I don't care if it's like widget. I just, well, I'd love to see Widget in there. Oh my gosh. I would nerdgasm to no end. Oh yeah, I think I would, I would, I would lose it. (laughs) Having to go talk to Widget. (laughs) I don't care if I can't use that as, well, I could use it because there's two names. That's one of the things I was trying to get to. You have to, what's up? You have to, you have to pick two names, the first and last name. Yes. Because of the mega server. Oh, I totally forgot about that. Yeah. Yeah. You pick a, uh, you pick a, a, a last name. Hmm. This way, you can have any first name that you want. 
So there could be a widget NPC, but I can mm-hmm. still be widget because my last name is different. Yeah. So me and Yvonne could have the same first name and and have this and or be a different first name and have a, and have the same last name if we wanted to. We wouldn't because he likes Lightbringer and that's just not me. But um, it was funny is that <laughs> I was widget Renoir. Renoir. So that was. I thought that was so such a fascinating thing. Seeing other players walking around, I saw their first and last name. Some of them I got confused as NPCs. I oh. really did. Yeah. There was one guy that was just standing around. I went over there and tried talking to him. was wondering why my E-key wasn't working. <laughs> and I realized it was a, a player. I did the same thing. I walked into some random guy's house, and I, and I was in first-person mode, you know, searching around on the tables and, and reading reading books and pamphlets. And I turned yep. around, and there's this dude there. And I was like, oh, let's see if this guy's got a quest. And the exact same thing happened. I'm like, oh, it's like a player. <laughs> <laughs> so I was doing all these questing, and we came across a, a point, this, this one major quest in, in one of the areas in Skyrim. Where you had to go and get like these corn, these remember those those stones, and they were the exact same symbols we see in Skyrim all the time: the snake, the well. Yes. Um, oh yeah, they were. Oh my god, I forgot about that. Yeah. We had to get these stones to unlock this cavern to go kill this. Was it a necromancer? Oh god, um, I think it was. Yeah. Oh, that was that room I told you to go look at my computer. Yes. That was mind-blowingly stunningly cool. I stopped so many times just to look around. stunningly cool. <laughs> yeah, that's official. You can mark that there. <laughs> so I met up with Yvarwin going upstairs, and I really recognized the name right away, Yvarwin Lightbringer. And I was like, oh, yeah. So I was just like dancing around him until I realized it was me. Yeah. So we went up there. We weren't in a group <laughs> or anything like that, but he started killing something, and I jumped in right away to see how it played out. And naturally, even though he started beating on it, I got credit for that kill as well. Yep. So I was had to group up. I was off moseying around, like kind of like being a Varwin Shadow and helping him beat up on things for a while. Eventually, I got I got distracted and went off my own way. But um, (laughs) I tried looking around for you, and I was like, "Where'd this guy go?" Like, ah, whatever. Sorry, man. (laughs) I got distracted. I'm happy. (laughs) (laughs) I got distracted. Oh well. Um. So that was like some really. But the thing is, is that. The early reports that we got, remember this, guys, where the graphics were not going to be as Sky- as good as Skyrim type thing because it's an MMO? Yeah. Right? Yeah. They were better. Dave and Lou, <laughs> you remember that? Yes. I think we lost Dave and Lou. Well, no, uh, I'm right here. I'm listening. I'm excited. I'm just, I'm just basking. <laughs> Lou, are you there? I'm taking it all in. All right. <laughs> well, I was asking a specific question. Very good. Pull you into the show the here. I was trying to pull you into the show. Um, <laughs> yeah, we had that point where they said that the graphics are not going to be as good as Skyrim. It's going to be MMO. They were better. Yeah, they were. They really, really are better. And they for were alpha for 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 free alpha. alpha. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, we're nergasming again. It happens. Yeah, I have the screenshots on my computer that we were given. It's cycling in my background, and it just makes me. Nostalgic and those, depressed. Those screenshots that you're seeing online for mm-hmm. the listeners out there, those are not doctored up. No, those are what we saw. The only thing that could possibly be any different is that they they might be running better better hardware, like their video card might be better. That's really like that's all yeah. in game footage. Yeah, that's all. That's all in-game footage. So I thought the whole Skyrim area was beautiful with the snow and the caverns. And I went into this one ice cavern. There's one memorable quest. One quest I remember pretty 
pretty well. It was this really psycho mage that I had to hunt down. And I had to go in this cave, and there was like this mysterious guy that was that kidnapped someone's boyfriend or friend. And I had to go in this cave and find out who he was and stop him and get the guy back, right? But mm-hmm. I had to find out clues about who this guy is. So my my quest log, it, it updated to what I needed to do was find clues. So I went and found like this armor. Oh, this guy's with this and this faction because he has this armor. I found out that he was a mage by one of his by his diary. And I found out something else about him here. So he's like this not Argonian. What was the main instigator um of that first part, Yvonne? I don't remember what they're called. I'm not even sure what you're referring to. Alright, never mind. But there was a main <laughs> instigator in the first part. Okay, they they wrecked the village at the end, remember? Because everyone has to evacuate. That's why we went to Morrowind. Okay. Alright, Yvonne was lost on all this, that's okay. Totally, yeah. <laughs> I went to skate to find out who this guy was, and the entire time he was like, I can hear his voice echoing, taunting me throughout the entire cave. So I got closer and closer and closer to him, and then when I got to him, I was like, all right, I'm going to just beat him up, and that's it. No, he's a sneaky little devil. I had to go play this little game of find the mage, <laughs> and it was like he had clones of himself, and I had to go try to pick the right mage, and... If I picked the wrong one, he would laugh at me and respawn elsewhere with different mages, and I'd go try to find that one. When I finally got the right one, then I was able to. Then he finally just gave up and let me take the guy. Because yeah, was, the quests are really dynamic. There's there's a lot of different types of quests. It's not just you know the, the normal remember, MMO stuff. I really don't remember any gathering based. No. I do remember I had to go help someone with some wolves. And yeah, there was like, I, I didn't actually have to kill any certain number. I had to go actually kill a named wolf. That was the whole thing of it. But I had to go through a wolf a wolf den, basically, to go get to this, this named... And it wasn't a wolf, actually. It was a, uh, like, this giant crow. Okay, so like that quest I did. <laughs> yeah, you remember that one, right? <laughs> yeah, that I kind of remember, yeah. It was earlier on, right outside the town, so it was hard yeah. to miss. It was like right when we started. <laughs> so I did that one, and I don't remember having to kill so many things or gather so many things. That was never really a part of the quest. It it didn't feel like your typical MMO in the beginning where you have to go collect so many rat tails or No, it was just dude, it was all exploring. That's all I really like I really remember from that stuff was just like, you know, let me just go off in this direction and oh look, I found a guy and, and let me talk to him and oh okay, he wants me to, you know, go into this one area of the game and, and find this dude and kill him and when you get there it's like, oh I gotta unlock something and I gotta find these various things in order to do it and okay now here's the guy and oh everyone's jumping in and what I do remember though is that there were you know you had to go go gather certain items but they were specific items based on the on the, the story of the quest yeah. like that guy had to go find the evidence of who he was uh, same thing with the that sneaky quest I had to go and, and destroy certain things and then, or I had to go find certain pieces of evidence or, or was it and I had to go and burn it eventually at the end it was but I didn't sneak at all in that quest by the way I went in blazing, and <laughs> I remember, I, thought, I think it was Nick who was probably behind me at the time, like, so you're just not sneaking at all, you're just murdering everybody. I was taking on two, three people at once. I never died a single time the entire playthrough. I know Ivarwin did. Yes, I did. So tell me, <laughs> how was the death? Because I never got to see it. Uh, it's... I had the chance that when I died, I, I had the chance to, to res there with a with a penalty. Um, or I had the the uh, chance to res someplace else and, and run all the way back. It's it's uh, very very similar to 
to the normal system that was, that you what was usually the see. I don't remember. Like a, you remember it, was, it was experience, money, no, currency. Like, no, it was like physical penalty. It was like a debuff, basically. And by oh, the okay. time, yeah, it, it wasn't very long. Yeah, so, they wasn't uh, that bad. Well, the experience is not your typical XP in this game. You don't level up. I do a normal MMO, so there's no real no real way to lose XP because there's not. Well, it should be said that you don't level up in the same way as you do in Skyrim. You, That's true. You level up by exploring, um, finding and doing quests, right? Killing. Uh, well, you killing level enemies. up by your skills and your weapons, but yeah, you get. Yeah, yeah, okay, you're right. Yeah, and then also how well you do in combat. Yeah, I love that part, the finesse. I'm going to get that when we start talking about the combat. Yeah, you level up with, like, your weapons. You will, you level up your weapons, and when you level up a weapon, you get XP as well towards your level. Um, when you level up, you get... It, this was also that what shocked me, is that there's no skill tree system. There's no... Um, point system. There is a point system, sorry. Just like Skyrim. Unfortunately, there's no consolation type thing, but that's okay, because in this game, you don't need it. Well, there's a there's a weapon skill tree system. There is. Based yes. on what weapon you are using at that time. So, I chose to go two-hand weapon. So I started, after I equipped my second weapon, I immediately started leveling up two-hand weapon. Before that, I was leveling up one-hand weapon. And when you level those up, you get new abilities based on your left mouse button as well as passives. The first one I got was a passive ability which increased my attack speed, I believe. And then the second one was a new attack that I could put in place of my regular swing. Which it was a little bit slow of a swing, but it, it, it increased my speed. My character's speed by a little bit, like 2 or 3%. So, and did a little bit more damage in your basic swing. And that was simply just the left mouse button attack. I just replace that. I remember when I leveled up my two-hand weaponry to the the, the, the second tier, which was the uh, the ability. And I was going through my hotbar because what you do, all your screen is literally is at the very bottom of your screen, left-hand side is your chat bar, your six your six-button bar right there for your your skills your skill bar, and then your map. That's it. Everything else is screaming is the entire game. Yeah, pretty much. Very minimalistic approach with the UI. Yeah, very minimalistic, which I love. I and when you when world. you opened up windows, you can move them around the game screen. Yes, they weren't locked. No. What was I just getting at? Um, yeah, yeah. So I, I was trying to when you click on you click on one of your hot bars in the game with your right mouse button, and you can select what skill you want to put in it. So all you do is you right click, left click on the spell the skill you want, and it says it to says it to that bar, that that spot in your bar. Well, you actually, it should be said that you. You have to hit the control button even to to be able to inter- interact with your UI. Yes, you that's, do. Yeah, that's one thing that because the game, if you play, if you when you play Skyrim, you notice that you're moving around with the WASD keys and you look around with the mouse. It's the same thing in ESO. So in order for you to actually interact with your hotbar, now you can you can activate the skills on your hotbar by hitting you know the one through six buttons. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you actually want to toggle what's on that hotbar or on the UI, you have to hit the control button. That then brings up your cursor. So it takes you out of the, the reticle view. It brings up your cursor, and then you can go onto your hotbar and start right-clicking on these, these uh, you know, the, the boxes on your hotbar and put in skills 
for that for that area. So I, one of the guys, I think it was Joe, who was behind me, Joe Berba, was like, uh, kind of whispered to me, "Try your left mouse button." <laughs> I was like, "What?" <laughs> I noticed that there was a, the little tiny boxes right next to the one key for your left and right mouse button as your primary and your primary attack and your block. Sure enough, I right clicked on the on the left mouse button icon and it popped up with the choice to select that new skill I got and I was able to key it to my as my regular attack. Right. And Joe got that by using his weapon. Yes. He, he got more that than weapon using the weapon up to he got he got experience by killing creatures with that weapon. The weapon okay. leveled up in quotes and he was able to select a brand new skill by going into the area on his UI, right clicking on that the 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 icon for the left mouse, his available skills for that button are available. He clicked on the one he wanted to use, and there you go. And all the passives so, were re- retained passives. Is there actually a individual character level, like independent from your weapon level, yes. or there is? Yes. That's what I was so getting at. In, you level your character independently, then you level every single weapon can and be leveled skills, independently. And skills, Dave. And skills. And skills. Uh-huh. You level the skills that are on your action bar. So any skills you do not have active at the time are not leveling up. So the more you have an active skill on your hot bar, the more it levels. And you get the next stage of that skill, and it can change in what it does and how yeah. it operates. So um, like there's so think of it this way. All right, your character levels up. And you have two two kinds of skills. You have skills that that bind to your left and your your left and right mouse keys, and you have skills that go into your one through six buttons on your hotbar. Mm-hmm. Those skills, all of them. Well, the first the five are base skills. What's that? The first five are base skills. The sixth one is actually the ultimate. Right. Yes, that is that is true. Um, you got to level up to I think four in five. order to use your ultimate skill, which is in the six the six key. Yeah. Um, the more you use those one through five base skills, the the more they'll end up leveling up. And when they level up, they tar- they take on certain attributes. And as soon as you level up to like, um, for instance, uh, slam rank two, it automatically puts slam rank two on your hotbar. Word. It's actually a little similar to what you see in a modern dungeon crawler. Like in, in Diablo 3 and Torchlight 2, the mm-hmm, way you can mm-hmm. like level up a skill and it takes on a new attribute, that actually happens in this game. Like I think one skill I leveled up ended up having a snare ability, which would be like perfect for PvP use. Yeah. Um, another, another thing I want to mention, Dave, is that when you level up your character, you get one, you get one point. And you have a choice yep. of putting that point into either health, magicka, uh-huh. or stamina. Yay! And that's it. <laughs> Perk points. Oh, not to mention. So, oh, this is another good thing. Uh, really quick, Dave. Sorry. When you, the more like I put into health, I can actually gain mm-hmm. passive abilities from the health benefits. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> same with magic. Same with. This is where it begins. This is like the biggest point that, I want to make. Tonight. Yeah, that's big. This is yeah. where it begins to allow you to customize your character any damn any, way you want. Any way you want. My character, I put two points into Magicka, and I had I gained thirty points of Magicka plus twenty spell resistance from just that second point that I spent. How flocking ba is that? That's just <laughs> that's oh man, that's crazy. You can so, and, but hold on one second, Dave. I got to get this one out. I have so many to, questions. <laughs> <laughs> just just listen to this one. All right, 
by end game, you have maxed out. You have you will get enough points to max out an entire bar, an entire one of those attributes, whether it be health, magic, or stamina. You will you'll get all of those, right? And then enough to bring a second one up to half. And that's level fifty. Yep. So what I was doing with my character was actually I was doing half and half health and stamina. Because I was using a lot of power attacks, how I was building him. And I don't even remember what my passes were, but... See, now that we're talking about this again, Varwin, I'm, like, getting depressed. Because I want to go play the game again. I I've been playing so much Skyrim <laughs> as a result of this. That That's the one thing that kills me. I cannot believe how much ESO plays like Skyrim. It's unbelievable. It is. As soon as I got home, that's what I did was started playing Skyrim. Check my raptor! Check my raptor! You will see <laughs> So, so that's how that works. I was, I was actually picturing in my head how I could take a dragon knight, who is generally a melee based, and there's a train, hello train, and how to make him a battle mage. I could easily do it if I started just putting points into magicka. Yep, oh, I can yeah, gain spell resist, tons of magic, tons of spell bonuses, and I can use my spell like abilities that I get to complement that. I pick up a, a staff. There's magic. Okay, the different weapons in the game. This is where this really gets interesting because that the, the weapons you choose defines generally your class. Okay, one of the key points is there goes the train again. Is every class can use every weapon and every armor. Now the different types of armor have their benefits depending on what you want to do. Like I'm sure like cloth will have more magic benefits, that kind of thing attached to them. Medium armor probably more stealth and like they were talking to me in the devs were talking to me. Yeah, right now we were only allowed to use heavy armor because that's all I really were able to use at the time. They said that you wouldn't later on. You'd be more effective when you're used either cloth or medium armor for your stealth because they wouldn't be able to hear you as easily. Um, but I was still able to make it work with heavy armor, just not as well. And I was picking up tons of cloth and medium armor all over the place. And I was looking at the attributes of them. And yeah, the cloth had a lot more spell bonuses to it. Magicka bene- benefits, and the medium armor had a lot more, um, was it stamina and other other like sneaky type of attributes to it. There was one weapon I found that was uh, or armor I wanted to have. I wanted to wear so bad. It was a medium chest plate that had bonuses to sneak and lock picking on it. Yeah. I wanted to wear that thing so bad, but I couldn't at the time because we were only permitted to use heavy armor during the playthrough. Well, don't forget. Um, just on another side note here for the weapons. When you level up your weapon, that once that, that level, that skill level for that particular weapon gets up to four, it actually branches off. And there's, a, there's an in-game window that shows you a skill tree for every single weapon. So you bring up this menu, mm-hmm. you click on the weapon that you're using, and it come, a drop-down menu comes down, and it shows you that skill tree. Right at level four is when it, the skill tree branches and the abilities on those two trees differentiate themselves. Yes. So you could have one side of that tree that's more defensive, and the other side of that tree could be healing. And you got to pick between those two. Or one could be, you know, very DPS heavy, you know, on and on. I can definitely see a major, major replay wow. value in this game. I think Dave just oh died. My, I'm, I'm just... Oh, did you hear that squeal, guys? <laughs> yeah. I'm just imagining this from like the standpoint of... Yeah, the, the replay value. 
you know, if you get bored playing it with, you know, a mage one day, you just say, oh, well, my guy is perfectly fine for, he has enough health. I'm pretty sure I could make him into a, a DPS. I'm going to whip out a sword and board. Yeah. You know, if you get bored with that, oh, nope, today I'm going to go two-hander. You realize that they could add other weapons to this game and have new stuff just constantly? If they could you add, imagine? If they add new weapons to this game and they act differently than the weapons that are in the game, you can build new classes just based on those weapon choices. Yes. Exactly. And the, armor. The, this game is completely unlimited now because of how they've done that. They can add new schools of magic. They can add new anything. Dave, it's all viable, too. Yeah. The entire thing's oh, viable. Oh, it's all viable. We, there's not, there's not one for treat. a second, because i got to go change my pants. <laughs> <laughs> it's not like when you played World of Warcraft and, like, the Red Paladin stunk. <laughs> no. You know? Like, yeah, I remember, there's a DPS tree for Red Paladins, but no one used it. <laughs> someone made a, a comment in our Not one of our that. posts about me because I interrupted Nick on accident when he was talking about him trying to do a sneaky mage. And he's still trying to make it work properly, but <laughs> he says, that you can do it, I swear. And another one he was saying was, uh, what is the other one he did? Um, it was a it was a sneaky healer, actually. Not not sneaky mage, it was sneaky healer. But yeah, oh. I, I, I... the. Every time I was, I was playing the game and the realization of what I could do with my class and how I could build them and the limitations that were not there, all I saw was, dang it, now I'm going to be an altaholic like Lou. I'm going to get tormented. It really is just, it's it's off the chart. The kind of customization while you level up is... <laughs> I thought that should be my mind. It's like, poor Lou. Between, <laughs> between the perk points that you get, the three choices within those perk points, okay? Stamina, health, magicka. Between the, the choices that you can use for your armor, they're all viable. You can wear any of them. You can also mix them, by the way. So if you want to wear a metal, you know, a heavy, a heavy armor chest piece, mm-hmm. you can also wear a cloth hood, medium cloth pants. Hood. Exactly. So you can mix and match that stuff, too, guys. The um, thing is, and is sorry, the, the, yeah, the, the choices of, of uh, weapons that you can use and add on top of the fact that you know, you can you can use uh, different trees within those those weapon skills. I mean, it's it's absolutely amazing. When you how look much- at yeah, exactly. When you look about okay, let's break this down for how you your your, your character customization here. Armor mm-hmm. types, no limit to what you can wear. Right. Weapons, no limit to what weapons you can use. Right, and then add in the branches of the weapon skills. Yeah, your base skills. Leveling them up, not even having to use all of them, and you're only using the ones that are viable for your your playstyle. Oh, that's the other thing too. Like your base skills level up differently as well, so you can choose one version of that base skill and use that primarily. And someone else who's doing your same class would might be using a different version of that base skill. On top of that, you have the stamina, magicka, and health. So yeah. when you combine all these elements, so like I, like I said earlier in the show. Your class is only your base. All you're you doing get, is selecting the skills for that. And you get new skills when you level up. Like every every two levels, I think, you get a new skill for your weapon. So you get your, you get your uh, weapon skill up to level for your two. your character, you too. You get a new attack skill. Yeah. Uh, it's, 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 as well as your regular, your regular skills. Yeah. I've seen that. I got tons. I was leveling them up constantly. I was getting new ones, and I was just getting giddy all over the place. Um... <laughs> Okay, now let's talk a little about combat. This is what another thing that really, really impressed me. Not only do you have your... I was able to dodge around, duck, weave, and attack, and 
I love taking on multiple opponents because I was able to do some really creative things. It's like to incapacitate one and nail another one. And, oh, I was separating them on purpose so that I could get like one on my left and right. And the amount of things you can do in the, the, the combat was excitingly fun, even more so than what Skyrim is. Yeah. Especially when you add the fact that you have skills. Like my uh, Dragon Knight, I had Fiery Reach, Slam, and Spiked Armor with my ultimate as Dragon Armor. I had a, a fourth base skill too. I don't remember exactly what it was. It's one of the ones I got near the end of my play. Um, I was actually getting ready to get another one before we had to stop because I was almost level eight. I was level seven when we stopped, and it was so close. I had like a fraction left to hit level eight. I was so mad. But um, fiery reach. All I could think about when I was using that was come over here. <laughs> yeah, seriously. All I was seeing, all I was playing in my head was. Uh, let me see. Where is it? I have it in here. Right here. Get over here! <laughs> that was going through my head the entire time. Because what it is, is a, it's a fiery like chain claw that it's reaches fiery out, reach. <laughs> grabs your enemy, and pulls them over to you. Yeah. So that's exactly what it is. It's Scorpion. Get over here! <laughs> that's all that was going through my head the entire time. So I was able to play that to my advantage in really, really creative ways using the environment. And like I would see like I had an enemy's, two enemies there. One was an archer, and one was obviously like a sword and board, because he was using a sword and shield. So I would sit there and pull the archer towards me, beat on him before he started running away. By the time he started running away, the melee got to me, so I was able to stun the melee really quick, beat on him a little bit more, reach over, pull the archer back, beat on him, and kill them both. Did you get any kill cams, Joe? Yes, I did. What? Yes, there's yep. kill cams in the game, baby. <laughs> <laughs> yes! Yes, there's kill what? cams in this game! Kill cams are in... Hold on a second. Kill cams are in the game. Oh, no, no, kill cams are in the game. <laughs> when I first oh, saw right. that... I, that We're done. We don't need to talk about this anymore. I, I want to play it now. and It's we're making done. me it's angry over. that it's not here for me to play. Uh, yeah. Now imagine going... Actually playing the game, Dave, and then having to wait a year. Or so. I can't imagine how they got y'all to stop playing. Did they call in the cops for this? They like, almost had to. Armed guards there to stop y'all from playing. They were kind of laughing at me because I was sitting there literally going, <laughs> "Oh, one more guy, come on! I got one more guy. Oh, I got him! Come over here! Yeah, one more! Come on, Joe! We gotta go! <laughs> come on, Joe! Come on! It's time, Joe! Come on, they're, they're going to the bathrooms. Come on! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, kill cams are in the game. Um, a very, very alpha version of it, but yeah, it didn't they were alpha. They weren't finalized. Like, uh, you can tell there's still work needs to be done to them. And I know they're going to be doing adding a lot more. Like with my dual wielding, I was sitting there just like doing this, like over the head, coming around in an arc with both weapons and slicing right through them. And it was going into slow motion kill cam as they were flying back from the, the strike. Yeah. And the awesome. other thing too is the uh, the camera that's in this game. It's not directly behind your 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 character. Your character is actually off to the bottom left of the center the direct center of the camera and it's got a and it's really it looks exactly like an over the shoulder perspective in a third person shooter mm-hmm. and it so, works very very well yeah it opens up the entire world to you. you're actually looking you're not really looking at your character when you play the game you're looking at the environment yeah so with slam i was using the the butt of my weapon to beat him over the head and stun him really quick i love that animation by the way guys <laughs> Top notch, hear that clunk <laughs> as I hit him. Uh, Fiery Reach, obviously my favorite toy. And 
an achievement is going to be put into the game that I inadvertently created as Nick was watching me do this cracking up. As I was running around, I would see bunnies and snakes and and uh, random critters and deer. And I would sit there and throw out my fiery chain, grab them and pull them in dead <laughs> corpses, loot them and run away. And I was doing it as like a, a skill challenge. I see a rabbit hopping by and like, oh, I got him. <laughs> Reach out the chain. Get over here. Pull him in as a dead rabbit. Hearing it squeal as I grab it. I was doing the same thing with deer. Oh my god! <laughs> so Nick's like, we gotta put this as an achievement in the game. I'm like, yes, please do it. It's like, yeah, we gotta do this. This is gonna be an achievement. So yeah, just call it "Get Over Here." <laughs> yeah, or the Heartless, or the Heartless, yeah, or Widget. Just call it Widget. I'm or cool with that too. Just like Widget. <laughs> just like Widget. Yeah. So that was I, I inadvertently created a uh, achievement in the game. You're all welcome. Um. <laughs> But I, I like you can combo your abilities. I found this out, and Nick found it was thought it was really cool that I found out one of his favorite combos to use. Is what I do is I had spike armor. It transforms a player, providing a damage resistance and allowing players to return to return physical damage to any attacker who gets close enough to the, the spikes. Right. Mm-hmm. So spikes were jutting out of my my character like I was made out of some like stalagmites or something that was coming out of me. So I hit that, and I would throw out my fiery reach. Pull him in and impel him on my spikes. Stun him with my uh, my stun and just beat the crap out of him. Oh Pretty my awesome. God. <laughs> <laughs> you you porcupined him. I porcupined yeah. him. Yeah, he did. So the the combinations you can do are so much fun. Loved it. I, I was just for fun. Like I would slam somebody really quick and stun him. Run away. Go around around a tree. Reach around. Get over here. Pull him in. Stun him again. Run away. <laughs> pull them in, stun them until they die. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I was playing with my my prey. Um, well, if we're talking about combat, Joe, let's let's yeah. tell them uh, everyone about how how the mobs. Oh yeah, the the mobs in the game. First of all, they don't ESO doesn't let you off the hook. All right, they have the same skills as the players do. So if you're if you're fighting a mob that's basically your class, you're you're basically fighting a character in the game that has your same spells, potentially or at least the ones that you started off abilities. as a base. Yeah. So you got to watch out for this and their stuff. own unique ones too. Um, I want to get into what we saw in their dumb, their their dungeon demo, but I also want to know about your your game action, what you were discovering as you were playing with your sword and board because you had a completely different play style, different skills than oh, yeah. I did. So yeah, tell totally us different. It. I started the Templar, got him up to level six. A uh, lot of heavy armor. I used the one-handed weapon and shield skill. Got it up to level four. So I was about to to select which tree I wanted to go into uh, when they ended the demo. Uh, I was able to to spend perks. All right, I put two points into health, which I gained fifteen hit points per point I spent in the health tree. Um, also, I put two points in Magicka. So I ended up getting 30 Magicka and 20 Spell Resistance from that second point. And I, I spent one point into Stamina. So I, I got more Stamina out of it. Um, I wasn't able to write down which one, though. As far as my starter skills are concerned, I noticed that some of these skills are actually tied to either your Health, Magicka, or Stamina. For example, Reckless Attacks was one of the skills that I got 
right off the bat for being a Templar. Now, that strikes an enemy creating massive damage and can deal bonus damage based on your stamina. So if you build your stamina up as a Templar, you actually do more damage. Um, other skills that I got was uh, a pa- uh, Rushed Ceremony, which is a, a powerful healing spell that can you know, help all the, all the people around you. Sunfire, which was one of the ones I was using all the time. All right? It's a projectile, and it deals huge damage and potentially snares enemies. So what this thing is, is basically almost like a pull attack, and it's unbelievable for PvP. You could use that as, as, as a, a mage-style playthrough with that ability. Yes. Sunfire. Yeah, you absolutely can. A screamed it's, mage. It's a one-fire, it's a one-cast one one thing. You throw out this, this ball of, of light, it hits the enemy, and they come running at you. It's basically a pull attack, but it also... Was that your has, ultimate? No. Okay. No, that was... It had, I don't know, I can't remember the cooldown, but it was like a couple of seconds. And it has a snare on it. So if I'm PvPing, I just hit a, a regular, another player with this, and it snares them. But it also snares mobs as well. So, I mean, it was great. <laughs> uh, Sunstrike, it's, you know, huge, huge magical, uh, huge magic damage, but it also heals me. No, it wasn't, I'm sure that was your ultimate, though. I think I remember that being your ultimate. Yeah, I don't remember, to be honest. Um, I know one of these had to have been had to have been my my ultimate. I just don't remember which one it was. Um, as I leveled up, I got one uh, called Light Shield, which was a passive block, mm-hmm. but it adds a thirty three percent chance to heal myself. So with a shield equipped, I have a a block skill that if I if I end up blocking when I actively block, I have a thirty three percent chance to heal myself. So add that on top of Sunstrike, and I'm so I'll spam Sunstrike, and I'm blocking right. I might I might be healing myself a couple of times in one fight. Mm-hmm. Dude, you should be able to dual wield shields. It pretty much sounds like you don't need a sword for that spec. <laughs> <laughs> and then I got another one called Enhanced Bash. Every time I interrupt an enemy as they're winding up to do something, if I interrupt them. I get six percent of my magic up back to me. Yeah, I played mine completely offensive. So I, one thing I noticed about my skills, Ivar, I'm not sure if you did, but I know they have to put cooldowns back for server lag. Yeah, to the lag differentiate. I never realized my cooldown. It seemed like a constant fluid action to me. Like, well, like the I cooldowns said, were yeah, they were very short. Like when I said when I when I had that situation with the archer and the sword and board guy pulling in the archer, beat him down, and by the time that he started running away from me, the other guy was right there, I stunned him, beat him down, and then just pulled the other guy back in without even thinking about a cooldown. I just used my ability, hit the one key, and there he was. Yeah. And I had to aim at him. I couldn't just throw it and like do a target radial and then throw it at him. Well, they, they, do, have the, they do have tab target as a choice, mm-hmm. but you can aim as well. That's that's uh, one thing that I was doing all the time. I was tab targeting which enemy I wanted to use for Sunfire, which was that projectile attack I told you about. Because some of these enemies, you'll have you'll see like mages um, paired up with with heavy melee guys just in the world, just just you know hanging out. And you got to know like how are you going to you know which one are you going to pull and which one are you going to LOS? There's a tremendous amount of strategy just in questing alone. So I would tab target 
the uh, the mage, mm-hmm. throw sunfire at him to pull him, and then run behind a rock or something in order to get both of them to run at me. Because the melee guy is already running at me, whether I, you know, no matter what. So this way, I would direct all of my aggro coming from the mage. The warrior would would come because they're tied to each other, and they would all run behind the rock, and then I'd go to town on them. That was it. I owned them. <laughs> now, like one guy, the the melee guy, he would have his charge up attack going right, and I would actively block it when he fired it off, stunning him. And this is where the finesse tr- uh, combat system comes into play. The more you block, don't get hit, and execute your, your weapon skills and hit the enemy, the higher you build up these things called finesse points. I got it just by doing B- just being BA. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> so these finesse points build up, right? As you as you build up these finesse points, when the when the um, the encounter ends, first of all, I think when you build up your finesse points, you're actually able to to fire off a skill, right? That's the ultimate skill. You yeah, it's because you have that. You kind of hard to. I'm trying to find the best way to. I'm so excited. I'm trying to find the best way to describe this. <laughs> as you as you build finesse points, that that uh, ultimate skill that's tied to the to the number six button has a meter. That meter adds up over the course of a couple encounters, um, or well, it, it could depends. be one large encounter with a with a bunch of different mobs. Yeah, it's also depends. So you get several different uh, ultimate abilities as you level up your character, mm-hmm. and different ultimates depending on their power and their use can take different amounts of finesse to build up to use. Yeah. Now, if you're in an encounter with you know five guys, that finesse is going to build up quite you know quite quickly. If you're doing a lot of 1v1s, it's going to take a few encounters to build up that finesse meter. But the more finesse that you earn, the faster that meter goes up, the more you're able to use that attack, that that uh, ultimate ability. My ultimate on my Dragon Knight was called uh, Dragon Armor. And basically what my guy did is he just burst into Molten Flame. And oh anything, my god. Anything near him automatically caught on fire. Yeah. I was taking oh, fire damage. I now, hate y'all. I want to play the damn game. The so, other side of this is the more of that finesse that you build, the more experience you earn. Mm-hmm. So the better the better the better player you are in this game, the more experience you earn, and the more of a chance you have to to drop a, a random chest. So if you get your your finesse points high, really high, you'll get a random chest out of it, which will contain you know. Gear or whatever, loots. you know, <laughs> loots and stuffs. Uh, finesse is a key point in the, ge- key point in the game, and yeah. as well as another key aspect of it, which is a synergy. But um, I noticed that with my dragon armor, it took me quite a bit to build enough finesse to really use it because it was a very powerful skill. I could wipe out three or four enemies around me easily with it. So it took a while for me to build that up. But the other thing... Actually, you know what? I think we're going to go ahead and, and take a quick break. To regather our thoughts and continue the show? Sure, sounds good. And I have to put my kids to bed. <laughs> so we'll be right back in about five minutes, guys. And for everyone else listening, it'll be about two seconds.
and we are back. And now, the things, another things that impressed me was the uh, the the synergy that they described. Okay, they dem- they demoed basically a dungeon that could make a whole podcast on just the synergy itself. Yeah, I know, really. <laughs> oh my god, they demoed this the synergy usage in a dungeon where they also were showing the enemy AI and how they operate using well-known enemies in Skyrim, which was the Dwemer constructs. Yep. Uh, the spider, the the orb dude, what are they called? Um, the spheres? The centurion. No, the centurion was after that. The other, the one between, what, Lou? The guardians. No, yep. no. No, there was a... Oh, maybe the it was The spiders, the centurions, and the one in between those sphere guys that come into a ball and they come up in these robots? Yeah, I thought those were the Dwarf Guardians. Hmm. No. They're called something else, something sphere. This is where our chat room would come into play. Uh, the sphere guys? Mm-hmm. I think they're called the sphere guys. <laughs> yeah. yeah, the sphere guys. Dwemer sphere dudes. Well, they were demonstrating the AI and how they operate and how they are very intelligent based on each other, and they work together. Yeah, they're smarter than some raiders than I've uh, encountered. Yeah, that's what I thought too. Actually, <laughs> when I first saw it, <laughs> like, well, I want these guys on my team. It's a can of worms. <laughs> like the spider. I mean, I'm sure everyone's read all about this and heard our, our our special episode we did, and how the spider would go into a corner. One of them would sit down and, and do a charging ability. That would do like this AOE charging ability around him and power himself up. The other spider would see that he was doing that, break combat run over there, sit down, and start charging up as well. And as soon as he was done charging up, he changed like like this Tron glow look. It was really cool looking, actually. Came out and was just pumped up and more powerful and started beating on uh, Nick, because Nick was playing this dungeon live for us. And yeah. uh, it's the same thing with the, the sphere. Went into that orb, sat down, and charged himself up. Same with Centuria, and that's when it got dangerous. Pretty crazy. I almost thought we were going to see Nick die. With the, the best part... Up. The best part about that whole thing was as soon as as soon as these two uh dwarven dwarven constructs attacked Nick, right? Nick, you know, you got to you got to choose between one or the other to to DPS down first. So he s- focused on <clears throat> one of these particular dwarven uh spiders. The other one who was just kind of like hanging there waiting for Nick to beat on him, turns around Walks in the back and just starts charging up, casting this 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 AOE thing. The other the other centurion, the other spider, was like, "Oh, you're totally doing that over there. That's so helpful to me right now because I got this guy Nick beating me in the face and winning. I'm just going <laughs> to go over there and let you charge me up, bro." <laughs> and they were just like hanging out. And Nick walks back and he goes, "So I'm going to let these two charge up, and you see like a cast bar." come over the the spider that turned around and and went to the other guy. He said, I'm going to let these two charge up and show you what happens. But I can interrupt this this whole process if I choose to. So you see a cast bar come over the one spider who's getting charged up by the other. Once the cast bar filled, the spider then goes up, turns around, goes back up to Nick and goes, and it's totally like, you know, now I'm going to beat you in the face. Ah, rah, rah, rah. And he's like, he's got more DPS. He's got more armor. He's glowing. <laughs> I thought so he was going to start see. throwing laser discs at him. They're going to bounce all the place. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, now you're dealing with a with a, a tougher enemy. All oh, the Centurions look so cool. 
they look just like they do in Skyrim, but more power, yeah. but more graphical, detailed. And when yeah. they got charged up, he looked like a beast. Yeah, it was it was pretty awesome. I was really impressed. And um, the thing is, like, that, that took me uh, that took me away on this when they showed me this was I was thinking strategy in a group. It's like we got to really be aware of all enemies at all times. Yeah, because you don't know what guy behind you is going to be casting something that another dude's going to be like, oh, let me get me some of that. The very first thing he showed us before they got to that was two uh, humanoids, work even in a fire imp at one point, were working together where this uh, roguish type dude threw down oil to slow us down. Which was really cool from a lore aspect mm-hmm. because those little fire imps from Oblivion were in the game. Yes, they were. So, <laughs> so this fire went over so there annoying. and threw a, a fire spell at that oil to ignite it. Yeah, I think they're called scamps. Uh, not scamps. Scamps. <laughs> dead. Hate those things. <laughs> so Sorry, scamp. Yeah, I had to fight those things in, in one of the quests, and they were, they were annoying. But uh, it it added a whole new element to how you have to play the game because there's no tanking. And when they worked together, Nick and um, was it was he working with Paul? Yeah, he was working with Paul. He uh, he was in the back. He was doing his fire mage thing. When when he was working with Paul doing synergy abilities, the transfer of of if you will aggro here, which I really didn't see any definite way of determining aggro, which is really cool. I mean, I remember fighting. Oh, it's all situational. It's all situational. So the whole game changes at that point. For you got to really work together as a team. If you don't, you're not going to get very far. Uh, the Lich. Oh, the Lich was so cool. Yeah, you're the only mm. one out of the two of us that remembers the Lich fight, so... I mean, it's all on you. <laughs> I don't remember anything was, out of that Lich fight. That's when he brought Paul in, because he was describing how he couldn't do it himself. Right. The Lich was this large Lich right in the middle of the group, and he said, basically, this is not a boss. This is a standard enemy. But the kind of spells and combinations that the Lich were throwing down were very powerful like there was like orbs of these these skeletal hands coming out of the ground grabbing it at Nick's character yeah that's right slowing Nick down yep I remember and that and then the yep. pillars that came out shooting like these laser type things or whatever it was um, so there was a whole bunch going on all around him that he had a really hard time taking on the Slitch himself yeah it killed him in the first the I first he, go I around he, he had away. to grab Paul to, to run in there give him a hand I think he got away because I was disappointed he didn't die <laughs> you're just watch him to vote for him to die uh, Nick was great I got to I, I got to know the guy pretty good he, we, we buddied up a little bit so it was I was tormenting him um, <laughs> but yeah I, I, I kind of didn't want to see him die I know that Ivarwin died because everyone's laughing about Ivarwin dying over and over again um, yeah if there's any achievement that's going to come out of my gameplay it's going to be called uh, three deaths before you get out of the starter area it's going to be called Ivarwin-y <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Three deaths in MMO. Um, so it was really impressive watching those fights. It really, really was. And the I, I, I everyone else was was focusing on the AI and the synergy that they were doing. I was sitting there looking at the graphics of the dungeon, looking at how cool it was. Like the Lich was on this platform that, that had opened up in the cave and was overlooking the landscape. Yeah, it was beautiful. Just, just a environment. Just a, a tremendous amount of light <laughs> effects going on, and spell effects going on, and all the different colors that were coming out of the the spell effects. I gotta admit, Zenimax has a top notch art team working on this game. Yeah, top notch. Those guys yeah. are good. 
No, I gotta admit though, there is. I racked my brain about things. There, so something that I can nitpick on, and I, I found it. And so what a lot of people are agreeing with on this is, is that I don't like the look of the Argonians. They look off in a big way. They, they threw me off when I was talking to them in the game, the NPCs. The face is too flat and too wide. It doesn't really? look like a Skyrim Argonian. <laughs> you're you're going to really, you're going to find that, like that's going to be the thing you're going to yeah. say isn't good. <laughs> I, I'm sure they're going to fix them. Like, I, I'm, I brought that up when I was playing the game. Like the Argonians uh-huh. don't look good. They don't look good at all. Their face is completely off. Uh, the female Argonians, they're a lot better than the males. So the males look really bad. So I was like, are you guys going to probably fix this? And I didn't really get a really good response on that. But I'm assuming they're going to fix that because they don't look like Argonians. I know it's a thousand years in the past, but come on, evolution doesn't work that fast. Well, maybe they live in an <laughs> era when every Argonian baby that was born got punched in the face by the doctor. <laughs> <laughs> or, or we can be the same problem with classic Star Trek Klingons and Next Generation Klingons. With all right, Worf, this is your great grandfather. <laughs> right. What's the deal with the wrinkled forehead, Worf? <laughs> it was a bad thing. We don't talk about it. We don't talk about it. That's really? Right. <laughs> We're going to use that excuse. Come was on. it that one? <laughs> Did you coin that? <laughs> yeah. So maybe like maybe their faces are flattened because it's a bad thing and they don't talk about it. <laughs> But seriously, that's the funniest thing, is that's the only thing that I had a negative about. Oh, and Nick, and whoever who's listening to Zinimax, I want that sound file of the placeholder voice for... There's this town you have to go into, and you have to help train the fighters. Because they're getting ready for war. And they want you to spar a few of the fighters around town. Do you remember that one, Ivarwin? I know you did it. I no. watched you do it. No, I don't. <laughs> oh, jeez. No, 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 no. <laughs> No, sir, I do not remember. <laughs> <laughs> so you have to spar these guys, and when you would talk to them to challenge them for a spar, they'd have their normal voice, and then suddenly it would cut into this robot voice. Be like, I will now spar you. And it cracked me up. Because they don't have the actual voiceover done for it yet, so they used the robotic voiceover. <laughs> I-, I want that as a sound file, so I can use it in my soundboard. Any sound file? I'm thinking fo- Stephen Hawking. <laughs> yeah, any sound clips you guys want to send me for my soundboard, I'd be in heaven, just saying. But I want that one because it's funny. Obviously, that will not be in the end game, but <laughs> it was it was awesome. Uh, so synergy, so, yeah. So synergy. I mean, uh, you gotta you gotta hit the X button. It pops up when it's available. I mean, that's that's one cool thing that I I really enjoyed about synergy was when when Paul when Paul cast the uh, he all right. Paul cast a, a lightning AoE mm-hmm. on an enemy that Nick was about to engage. The lightning AoE was completely threatless and, and completely non-damaging. In fact, until it was just a, it was just, it was nothing until it just probably, a spell effect on the enemy. Will probably be something like a debuff or something in the future. It had a debuff effect to it, but not really anything until Nick ran in, and as soon as he ran in. A little a little button appeared on his UI that was his synergy ability. If Nick hit the X button at that time, he would engage a synergy ability, which uh, oof, I forgot the name of it. I wrote it down. Give me a few minutes and I'll pull it up. But what it, it did was it. What's that? It exploded in a freaking mess of electricity. Yeah, he ran in there 
and it was like this whirlwind attack where where the the entire mm. that debuff then turned into an explosion AOE effect that killed like everything that was in that area. I've got the name of it around here somewhere. But so um, basically, synergy is combination abilities. I know that they have something like that in Guild Wars too. Hey, if it works, use it. That's what I'm saying. That's a big thing we've been hearing from people. Like, ah, oh, Guild Wars 2 is a system like that. The, the group combination abilities. Um, however, wow. from what I've seen, it's a lot easier to activate and use and combo in ESO. The, there, look, as far as... Look, I, I'm, playing, I'm playing Guild Wars 2 right now. Right now? Right this second, dude. I'm playing it. And I'm, <laughs> it's not... <laughs> Um, Guild Wars Two is a good game and all. I I mean I enjoy my game time in there, but it's not. I look. I understand how on the surface some of you out there see ESO and see what's being described of it and think, oh well, they just got that off Guild Wars Two. No, 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 mm-hmm. no, no. It's it's so much more in depth than what's in Guild Wars Two. Like, all right, I get the whole weapon thing. All right, well in Guild Wars Two. I can slot in weapons and, uh, you know, any weapon I want. Fine. But the depth that ESO takes it is just so much further that sitting down playing Guild Wars 2, after playing ESO and experiencing that robust system, I'm bored. And I I enjoy Guild Wars 2. I really do. I wouldn't play it if I didn't. Mm -hmm. But the systems are not nearly as as in-depth as it is an ESO. And that's the difference. Right. So, I mean, people really have to get their fingers in it in order to understand the the depth that's in ESO versus versus e, versus Guild Wars 2, but it I you really can't compare the two to be honest. It's like it's like comparing kindergarten to college. Yeah, you at, learn at, stuff. At, at, wait, wait. Okay. Mm-hmm. Remember, I'm playing Guild Wars 2 as well. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, let's be very careful about that. Um Yes, on the surface, you're right. Uh, the depth that ESO will provide, you know, is probably going to be much better. But I, I, I think the gist of what people are saying is that the system is similar. Okay, it, it's it's there. It's already it exists, and now two different MMOs are providing two different experiences of the same system. I think that's what the bottom line should be. Yeah, well, yeah. To say that it's similar is fine, but but people are being dismissive simply because of the similarities. And I think that's a, that's a, a mistake to, to make. Right. So, well, I think people are saying that, you know, maybe saying that, oh, it's, it's new, innovative. No, it's, that's a mistake too. It's not new. It's not innovative. It's something that's already around, and it's great. It's, it's, let's just say, hey, imitation, it's more flattery. If it's a system that works, use it. Well, there's a lot of things in, in um, ESO that are very similar to other systems and other games. But what I think is if, if it's something works... Why why change it? I mean, if it's something that's a really popular concept, like the ability of chaining your abilities together with other players, yeah, I want it in ESO. I don't see the problem in that. Exactly. No, I don't think anyone has a problem. It's just that, yeah, you know what? I think ESO is going to improve it. Oh, yeah, I've already seen them improve it. <laughs> they have it here. They can just take it a couple of steps further. And again, Synergy is just another small element of the game, really. And if you look at the, at the entire scope of the game and all the other... Things it's offering in character customization, customization, building the free roaming, everything. Synergy is only a small part of that. Yeah. It's just a small group dynamic ability. 
that you can use and, and how the combat plays out in Skyrim also changes how synergy is effective. Is this active combat? When a mage is, is, is equipped with a staff, they're just throwing balls of fire out or ice, whatever the staff is. And then uh, you have your archer sitting back, pinging them, and it's just... The amount of things that can happen in this game are amazing to me. And how they took all these little... What seems like all these little small elements, and when you put them all together, creates as much bigger of an experience. This massive experience. All in all, I can say that I was insanely impressed. I'm a big... I'm, I'm, an, ES, I'm an Elder Scrolls fan. And I was one of those people that said that this better play and feel like Elder Scrolls says that I'm going to be very disappointed. All my fears were put to rest. All that's left now is excitement. Yeah, if we can get any more excited than, than we already were before the event. <laughs> yeah, really. I'm also a little bit depressed because I played a little bit of Skyrim and got depressed because I wasn't able to have my bars and I wasn't able to chain my abilities. And... <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, speaking of Skyrim... We've been talking a ton, and me and Varn have taken up all the airtime. Um, Jerks. Yeah, really. So, Dave, <laughs> I got your Twitter today. Yeah! You finally did it. I or did almost it. did I it. I finally did it. I, I want to say that I, I took Mercer down. I finally wow. have, have, have gone through, for the first time in my entire Skyrim experience, have done the Thieves Guild quest chain. And I, I finally have my Nightingale armor. I finally have the the uh, lock pick. Did you turn it back in though? No, I haven't done that yet because I, I. And you're I, not even near done with that chain. Ah! Uh, <laughs> <laughs> hate to break it to you, buddy. Don't tell me that. Don't tell me that. It's the reason why it's the longest chain in the game. You know, well, I, I I'm okay where I'm at right now. I will decide throughout the week. After I get 100 skill in in lock picking, whether or not I even want to turn it back in, so I, I will I'll decide. But what I did do this week, other than other than that long, grueling quest chain, which I gotta say is is hilarious. Once you're high levels, I had like the the huge Draugr warlord dudes who would scream at you, the Thusroda ones. Mm-hmm. I had like four or five of those on me at once. When I was in this quest chain, I had I spent so much time in this quest chain running and s- screaming like a little girl. It was <laughs> uh, it actually was a lot, a lot of fun. But I, I did one thing I gotta say is like halfway through this quest chain, from where the beginning of where I was today to to like where I was when I actually got the uh, got to Mercer was that uh, is that his name? Uh, if I'm yeah, Mercer Fred. Up is Mercer Frey, thank you. I thought yeah. it was. Carlisle. Okay. As they put Car- that dude, yes. Mercer is a jerk face. Bradford. Mercer, that's exactly what I have in the, I have in the notes. Mercer is a jerk face. Um, from, the, from the beginning of this, this thing to where I got to Mercer, I had my heavy armor maxed out. That's how much I was getting my butt handed to me. Wow. Yeah, I, I spent a lot of time making potions just to keep myself alive through all this. But I did. I got heavy armor's been maxed out. I picked up quiet casting through illusion. I have three ranks of magic resistance. So I, I capped out magic resistance in alteration. That was like in alteration 70 because I kept casting, uh, what was that? The, the armor on myself, the, the magic armor. Mm-hmm. 
to keep myself alive. Oh, I love magic armors, the different ones that they have. And I did. I eventually I I got to I found a way to make blacksmithing potions. So I started making blacksmithing potions. I enchanted my gear with blacksmithing. Oh, what's up? You found the recipe for it? No, I went online. Oh, you turd! (laughs) 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 Wikipedia. Yeah. No, I I found I found out how to make blacksmithing potions uh, through some means. And I, I I made a you know Davis open up the console. <laughs> no, I did oh, not geez. do that. Evarwin, don't go there. <laughs> That's too much cheating for me, Evarwin. <laughs> <laughs> no, I did it legit. So I enchanted my gear legit. I en- I made my blacksmithing potions legit. The reason why I did this is because I couldn't get my nightingale bow to legendary status. Without both potions and enchanted gear. But I finally did it. Like, right before I, I logged out of the thing, I got my Nightingale bow to legendary. Nice. But I was like, eh, why not? I'm going to make it legendary, too. So I whipped out my Zephyr and worked on it. My Zephyr is better than my Nightingale bow. Like, it does more DPS legendary as mm-hmm. legendary. Wow. But on the on the other hand, my Nightingale does the bonus uh, frost and lightning damage every time it hits, so I'm pretty sure Nightingale bow still is better than Zephyr. Oh yeah, I don't know. It, it matters because the Zephyr also has that thirty percent speed bonus on it. I don't know. Yeah, that's, you guys, you have to do a number crunch on that one to figure I'm out which is really better. Because either way, it's hilarious. Because either one I use, it's just like anything that steps in my path is dead. D-E-D, dead. <laughs> uh, also, um, something that something that uh, Lou has mentioned in the past, I found Chillrend. Nice. Mm-hmm. Yes, awesome. I you got it from Mercer? I found Chillrend when I invaded Mercer's house. I did. Uh, do you realize I spent probably 30 minutes trying to figure out how to get that ramp down to get into his house (laughs) you know what i remember specifically laboring over that myself that is a pain in the neck that's our we all have (laughs) i went back down into the the uh guild and started talking to everybody everybody like even the people guarding the doors the people in the back with the training dummies everybody i went back to the to uh ramashan johnny or whatever his name is the main dude (laughs) Close enough. (laughs) I I asked him, I was like, well, how do I do this? He was all like, you just shoot the thing under it, and it works. (laughs) What, that's all I had to do? (laughs) Really? Good job, genius. You know what? Not only does, is it obvious, like after you talk to him, he adds a thing to your map, so when you're walking up to the ramp, it puts a little arrow on it, like, right here, idiot. Right here. (laughs) (laughs) big sign pops up aim here (laughs) yeah it might as well have had glowing red lights you know vanna white right there right there put it right here oh my god i facepalmed so hard but yeah i knocked myself out and 10 minutes later got up (laughs) again that was a good 15 minutes of my 30 minute debate was just me being unconscious from (laughs) facepalm (laughs) 
But I, I did. I, I I have a newfound love for the the quest, the guild quest line, uh, for the the thieves guild. It, you know, I've never done it before, but it actually is. Oh man! And the opening up that entire back end of the uh, the Dwemer library, or not the Dwemer library, the Dwemer museum. There's an entire extra area to that that I've never seen before. Oh. It yeah. is definitely worth. It's like it's like having a brand new game all over again, seeing a quest line I've never done. <laughs> Isn't it? <laughs> I love that. I still find new quests. But yeah, Mer- uh, Mercer. I had to kill him like three times because he kept healing himself. Yeah, that's like the most annoying thing. It's it's really it's good if you're using Chillrend. That's is it's it? an easier fight. You know how I made that fight hilarious. He killed me once, and I was like, I ain't doing that again. I used my uh, shout that makes people glow. (laughs) Yeah. So he was running around invisible thinking I couldn't see him. (laughs) I can totally see you. Can't lie to that. (laughs) I got you. (laughs) He went down like a punk once I started doing that, but yeah. That was a rough fight. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well congratulations dave on on uh killing mercer the jerk face he was a jerk face so i get do i get a badge now or something for that um yeah uh one that says three months too late oh <laughs> uh well it took me months and months and months to do anything with werewolf and even then i didn't do anything with it i'm just still planning on doing it now for the new perk tree i'm gonna jump into that sometime this week i think once the uh, Elder Scrolls wears off of me and I can get back into Skyrim, and actually enjoy the game. I've been playing more since since ESO. Now the exact opposite effect. Wow. I got into it and I just got depressed. <laughs> <laughs> so Lou, your uh, your first sentence actually <laughs> is very interesting. Um, are you a bad person? Are well, you? that's always up for debate. <laughs> <laughs> But I had another case of Altaida strike me <laughs> last week. Since I had to recreate the battle match, I thought, you know what, let me try uh, let me try rerolling another class, but this time as a different, you know, different race. Something I'd never tried before. Um, I've always played the, the humanoid-looking races in the Elder Scrolls, so I thought, you know what, let me try it. Um, try an Argonian, that was the first one I rolled. Yeah, no, didn't last too long. <laughs> I don't like playing a lizard. I maybe last me an hour, hour and a half. So does that make you speciesist? What's that? Yeah, you know, I, 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 I'm wondering. Like, does that make me an RPG type? You know, like bad person. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, they are kind of sap suckers. Oh. Ew. Yeah. Oh. All right. Good thing I deleted that character. Then. <laughs> <laughs> And the thing is, I've always played elf races too, except for Skyrim because I didn't like the way the elves look in this game either. It's like for me, the features are uh, like too sharp. You know, it's kind of yeah. like a, a caricature of, of what a face should be, like the super, I guess, long, extended chin, the really high cheekbones and narrow face. It looks like wow, you really look like you belong on really bad B horror movie on Sci-Fi Channel right now. <laughs> as, as opposed to the Elder Scrolls Skyrim, but I don't know. The alligator in the sewer. <laughs> it's true. 
The stories are all true. But yeah, that didn't last too long either. Oh, God. I, I, after a while, I was just like, this is just getting anywhere with me. <laughs> I just gave up. <laughs> I figured, you know what? I'll just stick with the Nord and the Bretons, you know. <laughs> That's about it. <laughs> Whatever else. It seems to just work. And, and plus, with the, you know, it really doesn't take advantage of the, uh, you know, the mods that you and, I, you and I both use, Joe. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah they would. It, it, it's there, but you know what? It just, it, no. I don't want to see <laughs> a loser Or other type race. It just doesn't look as good. A furry cat bottom or a scaly lizard bottom? Nah. Uh, I, I, I'm, I'm the wrong species for that. I don't think I'm going to be known for their, you know... Their... Unless you're a furry, then you might... Anyway. I can't believe you didn't like the elves, though, <laughs> Luke. I mean, you're you're definitely like an elf guy. and Yeah, again, it's just like, it, the way they look, it, it's just... Yeah. How do I say... It, Freaky, <laughs> beyond even more so, or, or well, or, they're they're uh, they look like Jodie Foster. <laughs> That's uh, oh my god! I almost oh, choked oh, to death. Oh, <coughs> oh, I I need yeah. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just picturing Jodie Foster as every you know elf in that game now, and I'm getting I'm gonna have nightmares tonight. Thank you. She Jill. is. She you is. Know, am I gonna have to put that 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 line to use one time whenever I want to have a discussion? You know, Glenn Close is a handsome woman. <laughs> <laughs> I hate that word. <laughs> I now I have to say, Jodie Foster is a handsome woman. <laughs> she is, and she's she's definitely she's definitely a high elf. Oh, scratch that and this. Uh, no. <laughs> I always cross out. <laughs> but just seeing from what I've seen from the whatever footage we have from TSO, mm-hmm. yeah, I can't wait for that. <laughs> the Dark Elves are pretty cool. Yes. they. I mean, all from what I've seen, all the races look. I think my Dragon Knight was a Dark Elf. I'm sitting there trying to remember what race I chose for him. I think Bro, he was there, a dark Cali. elf. Anyway, and yeah, he was. My guy was a dark elf. And he looked completely cool. Loved it. Nice. Hey, Bar, what was your uh, oh your your Templar? Oh, he was a Nord. Nord. Yeah, he was a Nord. I was yeah. all dark, yep. and I felt like kind of like a, a dark knight. It was so cool. Oh man, Arr, I want to play that game some more. <laughs> Joe, you are the dark knight. You're you're totally the dark knight right there. Or <laughs> <laughs> I have to disown you. <laughs> Do I look like, like a dark elf to you? you? <laughs> anyway, <laughs> Lou. Oh my god! <laughs> it's getting late in the podcast. Sorry, guys. <laughs> Lou, do you have anything else for us for the uh, for the week? Oh yeah, my like I said, I was working my battle mage since I had to recreate the <laughs> the other one since my last one was corrupted with the files all going bad. So right now, got her up to level five, and mm-hmm. for now, I'm just starting off with the her main hand as the she's actually holding melee weapon, and her left hand, her off hand is the the spell thrower. For now, it's like a little higher in level, and to be honest, to get used to this playstyle, you know, being able to cast and fight because I'm so used to range with the bow and arrow, my other characters or just straight up fighting melee style that again, being able to, to force myself to actually stand back and, and you know, just properly gauge that, that fighting distance, so to speak, to where I can cast, you know, run away, <laughs> cast, run away, cast, run away. Essentially kite everything right now. When you play like a an archer 
<clears throat> or a spellcaster, you have to be more aware of your environment. Yeah, exactly. You I found out the hard way that, you know, casting and running without really clearing out an area or having a set path You'll ahead just of time. run into the next pack. That's right. You know, that yeah. next that, that giant that somehow I can't, you know, I didn't hear a 20-foot giant behind me. Some strange reason, run right into him. Mm-hmm. You know, and I'm just like a golf ball going into orbit. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Let me load this file up again. Let me try this <laughs> one more time. <laughs> but, like I said, for now, it's just a little bit, the play style is just takes me getting used to, so I'm finding just a little bit harder as I adjust. So the frustration factor is just a little bit higher, but figured, you know, a few more days, once I get it down pat, it'll be smooth sailing, and I'll be pretty soon be double casting. Both hands, double-barreled, in your nice. face. Nice. Nice. Dude, not <clears> even <throat> kidding. If you're going to do mage, I recommend using the the, the uh, alteration skills. Oh, I love me some, some oak flesh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I guys. I use that on my paladin, oak flesh. Um, I'm sure there's a lot that me and Varwin could talk more about our play experience. We didn't even touch our experiences in um, Skyrim, Morrowind. Oh yeah, the Morrowind oh, area. Yeah, yeah. What type of spells did they have? Uh, we'll get into that later, like oh. next week. <laughs> we can talk off air. We'll, we'll talk off air. Anyway, um, actually, no, Dave and Lou, do you guys have questions for us right now? Go ahead, Dave. Yeah, what kind of spells do you have? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that, we don't know. They didn't open up the, the, the mage for us to play. And I, I saw different mages throwing different spells. I just don't remember exactly what they were. Because I, I beat... Okay, when we got to uh, the Morrowind area, I was so over-leveled because I explored every inch of Skyrim area that I would pull a mage into me, bump him on the head, and he would fall over dead. So I didn't get a chance to do anything to me. As with anything else, after you've impaled them in the throat, pulled them 20 <laughs> feet in front of you with an iron chain, and, and then beat impaled them, the head them again with, with a spike on your chest. <laughs> <laughs> no, I didn't have to use the spike armor. I was suddenly just literally pulling them into me, using my uh, stun ability, putting them over the head of the butt of my weapon, and they fall over dead. And they were people walking behind me just laughing as I was doing that. And you're how, a little overleveled for this they, area. Uh, how hmm? did they classify weapons in the game? Was it like... One-handed, or did they actually go into, like, one-handed swords, one-handed axes? Well, well, when um, it came down to the, like, for leveling, it was one-handed. So any kind of one-handed weapon, like, whether it be a dagger, sword, uh, axe, mace, fell underneath that. I don't know if they're going to eventually split it up. Who knows? You know, they've got a lot of time left yet to work on this game, so... Well, I'm, I'm, yeah, man. If you're here, my vote split it up. Add more content. I would be ecstatic. There was there was a really long list. Oh, I, gosh, I remember yes. there being a long list. So, like, I remember seeing you know staves on there, not just two handed weapons. Yes, that was, that was one thing I saw. I know the uh, the one handed and shield skill was its own type. Dual wielding was its own type. No matter what weapon yeah. I dual wielded, I found a green dagger. Yeah. Off of a freaking mud crab. Nice. That had poison effect on it. So it had a chance of poisoning the enemy as I stabbed him. Oh, epic. <laughs> mud crab also have a bag of tools on it as well. Damn crab. <laughs> Did they have those cogs? Um, cogs? Yeah, a bag of cogs. Stupid crab. Uh, Ivaro, anything else on that? Well, I know you said I think, it was a huge uh, list. I agree. No. 
I'm looking over this list, dude. We hit everything on this list. Uh, no, I was referring to what Dave's question was. Dave, any more? Oh, no. Oh, I'm sure I have a million. Um, you said that lockpicking was in the game, right? Yes, they told it it was in the game, but for what we were playing, it wasn't active. Yeah. Did, did they give any hints on how it would actually work? Or? No. All they told no, us that it is company. in the game. See, I'm really hoping it's like, you know, in World of Warcraft, they have secondary skills, is what they call them. Oh, my gosh. Like fishing and stuff. We forgot something completely important. I was just, what You reminded me about that, Dave, because that was brought up during the Q&A session at the end of the last presentation. Yeah. What was that? Is the fact, I asked a question, is will there be mentoring in the game? Oh! Yes. 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 Yeah. And there is mentoring in the game. So you can adjust your level down. You can be to level forty. Bring them up. Go, yep. go to go do some questing with your buddy who's level ten, and you can match their level. Oh, see, that's awesome. That's cool. We didn't even didn't even touch PvP in this discussion, too. Oh, we can get uh, that next week, though. I, I mean, <laughs> there's still a ton more to go over, and I already like said earlier in the in the previous episode we did that there's just so much. I don't think we're gonna be able to get into one episode without making this episode four or five hours long. Yeah. I don't think anyone wants a four or five hour episode. This is already going to be almost three hours as it is. So, but um, I want a four or five hour episode. Shoot, we here's, could. here's something that we should passively mention: every monster has unique strategies. Yes, that were coded specifically for that monster type. The teams that they're using really? for this are yeah. amazing. They're programmers. They're the ones that said, "Yes, we want to do a uh, a mentoring system, and we can pull it off." And Paul pretty much said, "Okay, do it." <laughs> Those little demons are called scamps. I had that right. Such a scamp. <laughs> scamp. Scamp. Yeah, they were scamps. Oh, well. I'm looking over my notes right now that I was like furiously writing this entire that entire that oh, entire yeah. time. But Joe looks over at me and he's just like I I could see him out of the corner of my eye just like laughing because I'm just like furiously writing like a like a kid that was supposed to hand in his homework and his, his <laughs> yeah. teacher's about to check it and he's got two seconds to. Felt to like do we were in a college class. Over like an insanely exciting topic, which is rare, but uh, yeah, if I want to it's like, I, I saw smoke coming out of his pen. Yeah. Pretty much. Um, I guess what we should just you know, in closing, we should just highlight um a couple of things that they, a couple of philosophies that they have for the game that they wanted to give us. Um, so all right, for example, uh, story immersion is a huge philosophy of theirs. They wanted to be an immersive story, an immersive um, environment. Uh, they want exploration-based content, not content that is, you know, going to be apparent. You have to explore in order to to reach the the nitty gritty of this game. Um, they wanted to remove the the need for rotations. You're not going to be able to ask the question. So, what's your rotation for that that class, dude? Because oh, there is no answer. There's no yes. rotations in this game. You do what you want as far as your abilities. There were some awesome questions going over in that uh, and answers as well in that little. Uh, <laughs> the questing session, the question section, uh, Q and A, Q and A. Thank you. Well, my brain went nuts right there, but um, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you, Arwen. I feel like a tool. Oh, it's okay. I, um, so I guess if that's if that's all you got, I'll just go off a little more on this. Uh, next generation social experience. They are going to uh, implement Facebook, Google Plus, Twitter. Uh, for those that get excited about that, uh, they want it to piss be some- everybody off on Twitter. It's going to be hilarious. <laughs> well, they said you can spam your Twitter if you want, but you don't have to. By default, it'll be oh, off. I totally am. Um, they wanted it to be fresh. 
they wanted a fresh take on the MMO experience. Uh, they wanted to look beautiful, uh, have uh, continuity with the established lore of the Elder Scrolls that is very, very lore-centric. If they find something wrong with the lore that they've already have done, they go back and redo it to the point now where it's it's like almost perfect. Mm-hmm. A variety of ways to complete tasks. All right, they want you to play the world that you want that you want to play. Uh, give you choices that matter, and have this be an Elder Scrolls game just with your friends. That's what they told us. Those are their de- design philosophies. Um, don't, you can go wrong when you're building an Elder Scrolls game when you keep all that in mind. Oh, you can't. And they've proven that. You know, yeah. you're not going to... You can hear us nergazing about everything that we've played and hear all the different things we're talking about, but you really, really will not fully understand what it is until you are sitting in front of your computer playing this game. That's when everything hits home. That's when the yeah. magnitude of this game really hits home. Like it did for us. That's what. That's why we're talking about it so excitedly. Is the fact that it's what we were hoping for, and more so. If I can say that honestly, right, Ivarwin? Yeah, uh, it it really did exceed my my highest expectations. That's that's why I got so excited during this this event. Was that the expectations? My highest level of expectations. I'm thinking to myself like, oh, in a perfect world, it's going to have all this stuff. Like it exceeded that. Mm-hmm. Totally exceeded it, and I, I couldn't believe it. And this is the alpha; they've got they've got more stuff to do. Now we had a lot of um, we were going to do a roundtable discussion based off of comments on our, our posts, uh, looking through them, and we pretty much answered all every single one of them already. Yeah, um, we're not going to be doing a lore segment this week. We'll be doing one next week. And for emails, there's only there's one. We had two listed here. One of them came in from Shank. One of our regular, our our outspoken fan, <laughs> and, and a big Elder <laughs> Scrolls awesome. fan. Shanks cool. He says, "Dudes, after listening to your ESL special, I'm currently in the process of cryogenically freezing myself until the game is released. <laughs> Maybe I should pack Skyrim with me. Um, if you're frozen, you won't have time to play Skyrim. And when you get out and ESL is right in front of you, you won't want to touch Skyrim. So what's the point?" Yeah. Oh God. I mean, um, just uh, just the turnaround in in Shank's attitude for this game has just been absolutely epic. I, I mean, the, he was a the, hater the in the man. beginning. <laughs> What's that? He was a hater of the game in the beginning. He was. He really has. He really has walked quite quite a journey in his in his um, experience or his <clears throat> how he conceived ESO and uh, and he's at the point now where obviously he's he's just so excited. And wouldn't you know, we we told the developers while we were there. Um, about Shank and and how we in the very beginning when the announcement was first made, um, hardcore fans of of Elder Scrolls were against the idea of an Elder Scrolls MMO. And now after explaining and talking about all of the stuff that we've we've received on our show, people like like uh, good old Shank here are just really excited. So I think that indicates that the developers are making the game that we we want to see out of an Elder Scrolls MMO. Yes, they are. And more than I, like I said a thousand times, excuse me while I burp here, Pepsi does it to me. <laughs> um, it's, it's more than I could have, uh, have, have imagined. And that's what I want everyone to take off of this, is that it felt and played like an Elder Scrolls game on steroids. And yeah, I can't wait till we're all getting our hands on it. By the way, they did release a new website today, didn't they, Arbowin? 
They did, yeah. The Elder Scrolls Online.com. It's a pretty <laughs> site. I got it's excited because I saw a beta tab. <laughs> I jumped over to it, no news yet. Like, oh, I'm going to be watching that thing daily for the next year. Yeah, it's it's definitely a full-fledged website right now, ElderScrollsOnline.com. Um, it's got screenshots, wallpapers, uh, videos on there, um, you know, news articles for everything new that comes out for ESO. Um, they posted our articles on there as, as well as, you know, a whole host of other people who covered the event too, which is exciting, by the way. I'm mm-hmm. having my own, uh, you know, joygasm over that one. <laughs> uh, just it's uh, integration within uh, Twitter, Facebook, Google Plus as well. If, you, if you're if you on those, uh, those platforms, you can follow them um, through links on their website. It's just it's a full website now. The other one was, you know, just basically like a like a cover. Yeah, they got a great website looking right now. It's it's uh, it's awesome. All right, we had a lot more content planned for this show, but unfortunately, we've gone already way too long. I'm at three hours and five minutes record time currently, which is Oof. about <laughs> fifty minutes of breaks and before show prep. So we got about a two hour show running right now, if not a little bit more. Um, so we're gonna have to call this to a night. And I, what I want everyone to do is to email us in with their questions about ESO or their comments yes. about what we've been talking about. We want to hear from you, the fans. Yes, we do not work for Zenimax. We've got a ton <laughs> of emails saying, oh, I love the game you guys made, and like, wait, uh, we didn't make the game, guys. You got the wrong people. We're just fans talking about the game. And according to Zenimax experts, which kind of made me giggle. <laughs> yeah, that was, that was kind of interesting to hear. <laughs> I wouldn't go that far, but anyway... Fans is what we are talking about the genre that is well one of the most amazing genres or not genres but uh, game, series. game series there is on the planet the most in depth lore of any of them so anyway my point is we don't work for Zenimax or Bethesda so we can't you you can tell us what you want to see in the game or demand it as you as we've seen a few emails. <laughs> or make suggestions how we should change the game. We don't make the game, so I apologize. Uh, that's not, you're kind of writing your email on dead ears on that one. But we will scream along with you. I like screaming about what they need to change. <clears throat> oh, yeah. I'm really loud. So we do have one five-star review. And, Lou, what is that? And five-star review from America. Wow. Let's see how I'm going to get this one. I'm just going to call him Zanray. Yeah, I think you got it right. It. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> leave it to Lou to get that right. Only one of us that could, huh? Yeah. <laughs> well, all right, guys. Final thoughts. Um, I think I've said it all for me. God damn. <laughs> I, I am going to be going through mi- massive withdrawals. Um, I'm going to be starting ESO Anonymous. Uh, <laughs> my name is Joe. <clears throat> hey, Joe. Hi, Joe. <laughs> gotta get my hands on the game <laughs> it's like a bad drug you take it once and then you're yeah. hooked <laughs> you're hooked, done all it took was three hours, one time and it's, it's stuck for you the rest of your life I think Ivarwin made a comment that held true, that really stuck to me uh, after we were done with the whole events we were talking, he said he can, he feels that this is a game that we could be talking about 20 years from now yeah with um 
Uh, you know how you know how there's some of those games out there that you just you just mentioned, and mm-hmm. it's been you know 15 years, 10 years since they're released, and and it just it kind of that game just changed gaming or changed the genre. Like Goldeneye was a perfect example. You know, yes. Goldeneye changed uh, first yeah. person shooters. There were no <clears throat> real shooters before that. Well, there were, but but that didn't they didn't really make the 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 waves that that game did. Right. GoldenEye is one of those games that you, you definitely talk about. I kind of feel like that, you know, World of Warcraft is a perfect example of that as well. You're always going to talk about World of Warcraft in the context of MMOs. Mm-hmm. I feel like ESO is going to be one of those games. I really hope it is. Yeah. Like I said, I really Dave, man, you don't really understand that magnitude. You were schooling along with us as we were talking about tonight. But you don't understand what the magnitude of this game is until you get your hands on it. And I can't just, wait okay. until you do. Yeah, just the experience of going out and saying, oh, who's that dude? Let me talk to him. Oh, it actually is a quest. You know, it's just, it's so epic. The gameplay is just so epic. And it's it really relies completely on your decisions. There's no decisions that are made for you. It's your decision. It's your game. It's your world. And you're you're in it. And you really do feel like the hero. Yes, you do make you do Never. change the world as you play it. Yeah, and it does already. react to you. You walk. You, I mean, uh, we. That's really cool. Yeah, so there's a quest line that we did in the Morrowind area that I'm going to talk about next week that had a change about how that town reacted to me after that moment. To which everyone heard that was playing in the entire room as you went to the restroom. <laughs> yeah, sorry about that. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I went to the. Re- Okay, I, I finished this quest chain, and there was a whole bunch of cheering and yelling, and I didn't realize that my earphones were that loud. Yeah, they were. But um, I put <laughs> them on the side as I went to the restroom. So that's a good point to stop for a minute, and I had to turn my volume off. Yeah. 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 I don't know why everyone else would have their earphones on enjoying their sounds. Jeez, they did that, you wouldn't hear mine. Uh, they did. They, they, uh, <laughs> it wasn't yeah. that loud. <laughs> It was loud. <laughs> no, I know the room was like pretty much silent except for the devs whispering to the other players, but man, all right. Anyway, I apologize. But I heard guys. a church mouse fart in that room. That's I apologize. how everyone was. Yeah, exactly. You really could. <laughs> <laughs> so again, I apologize about that. My bad. Um, Yvonne, your final thoughts? Oh my God. Uh, yeah. Amazing. Totally excited. And uh, yeah. Oh my God. And Lou. Can I make my high elf character TSL yet? Ah, oh, damn it. No. <laughs> Not Only yet. if you name her Jodie Foster. <laughs> She'll be a handsome elf. <laughs> <laughs> and whether going to actually lock like a lot of celebrity names <laughs> in the game so you can't use them. That that would be kind of lore breaking if you had you know if you're running around and and their name is Britney Spears and you're like, oh, no wonder oh. how many fools are going to use their real real name on their character. Yeah, that's be like, funny. I don't want to quest next to a Nord named Nick Carter. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think anyone wants to stand next to a human named Nick Carter. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Dave, your final thoughts. My final thoughts is dnforce at gmail.com. Zenimax, feel free to send me the beta invite any day. <laughs> <laughs> Hoorah! Hoorah. Yeah, I'm not even kidding on that one. Feel free. 
But no, I, I am very, very, very excited to hear all the the amazing things coming down the line for this. And you know what? It sounds like they're doing it right, and I am pleasantly surprised. Far can, more happy than I was or when they originally announced this. I can hear your excitement, and it excites me. Yeah. Gross. Oh, you know what, guys? Seriously, <laughs> I sat there the entire time thinking I cannot wait to play with the four guys doing this. Yeah. Going into dungeons, experiencing this game together. Ugh. Oh, multiple guilds. Hello, hello. Yo, yeah. Gosh, uh, yes. Multiple <laughs> guilds. You can have. You can be in multiple guilds. <laughs> yep. Yeah. So when we have our quest gaming network guild, we can have our private guild for the hosts. You can join that <laughs> guild, and then you can join whatever you know. Uh, not nearly as awesome guild as ours is going to be. Guild. You know, Derpy. That's, that's yeah. cool. They pulled that from. Final Fantasy Eleven, wasn't it? With the, the pearls? But those were just equipable pearls. That all it did was enable you to chat with that group of people that had the same pearl. Right. And so they're called link shells. They weren't really guilds. Um, this is multiple But they took guilds. it to a whole new level. Yeah. That's cool. Oh, there's so much more information left that we're going to remember after this game and, and put, you know, palm to forehead. Uh, yeah. So we'll remember it for next week and the following week. The following week as more news comes out. This is a big news break for Zenimax. This is all the this is the news we've been waiting for since they announced the game. And the fact that me and Avarwan got the chance to be there firsthand for this breaking news and be a part of that was amazing. Oh yeah. This was a, a personal achievement for uh for yeah. the entire network. We are all thanking that shower that you had, Avarwan. <laughs> <laughs> As I was soaping up my belly, like hmm, Skyrim. That came up actually in the conversation for the meet and greet dinner. <laughs> and again, Zenimax, you guys are all. Wait, did I actually tell them that? I I told. Yeah, we told the story. Remember, they they asked about it. <laughs> I'm such an idiot. <laughs> well, it's how Skyrim off the record began. Oh. Shower, <laughs> told soapy idea. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Ivarwin, you can gather yourself now, so you can do how to reach us. Thank you. Great. Uh, yeah, how to reach us? Okay, so uh, yeah, elderscrollsoffthereco.com. That's our uh, that's our website, and you can reach us there at elderscrollsoffthereco.com. Uh, our portal site, which is host to all of our websites here at the Quest Gaming Network, you can find at questgamingnetwork.com. And our email is at elderscrollsofftherecord at gmail.com. And as of today, our uh, our websites on the sidebar now have a link to all of our show's individual emails. So when you go to elderscrollsofftherecord.com and you see the little email icon on the sidebar on the right-hand side, you can click on it and elderscrollsofftherecord at gmail.com will pop up. As, as the link that you can email us to. So so never fear. If you want to email us, just check out our websites. So questgamingnetwork.com, elderscrollsofftherecord.com, and you'll find our email. Also, uh, don't forget, guys, we, we, like to, we like to mention you and uh, commemorate whatever it is that, that you feel needs uh, being shouted out over the show. All right, $10 gets you what you want. Head over to our websites, and we'll hook you up. For our ten dollars mentions, it's only a brief mention, usually no more than five or ten seconds. So don't go overboard. <laughs> yeah, don't send us a thirty-second spot that you'd see uh, on on you know the you know on a football game or something. 
Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Pretty much. However, we uh, do offer that. other shows. We, go ahead. I'm <laughs> no, sorry, Joe. So we do offer uh, 30 seconds slots, but that's for a full sponsorship, and that's a different price. You just got to email us on that. Yeah, that's true, too. <laughs> Uh, don't forget our other shows, Dungeon Crawler. That is recorded Saturdays and available thereafter. That is Dave's uh, dungeon crawling show. I'm vastly <laughs> enjoying that show, Dave. Well, thank you. I loved your, your show last week, and I thought uh, one of our writers, Brian, did fantastic. Oh, yeah. He did so good. I'm, I'm probably going to try to sweet talk him in. Yeah, he had a great time with that show, too. I remember him telling me that. Unfortunately, I had to take last Saturday off of everything Quest Gaming Network. I had my phone off, Skype off. I need a day. <laughs> uh, Adrenaline Gaming. That is Joe's action show fueled with awesomeness. First-person shooters, action platformers, anything that's going to make you want to grab your mouse or your controller and bite it with action. Dominate everything. Adrenaline gaming. Ah. A lot of <laughs> Borderlands Wednesday, too. available on Thursday or Wednesday night. Uh, we got Minecraft off the record live, our only live show on the network. Now it is a it is a recorded Sundays at seven p.m. Eastern time. Swotor Reforged, come hang come hang out with us on the ship, guys. Swotor Reforged, starring myself, Louis Olan, and Fred Woodley, recorded Mondays. I still love what you're doing with that show, guys. What's that? Still love what you're doing with that show. It's great. (laughs) (laughs) Don't forget about uh, Q2F3 and Bodar the Wookiee. (laughs) The fourth and fifth host. Yeah, and we might be be getting some more Ewok on there. (laughs) Yes, please. I love my Ewoks. And QGN Community Cast. That is recorded every other Saturday now, right? They're doing... They've always done Saturdays. Friday nights. Friday nights. So I need to change that to Friday. Yep. It's Friday nights. So Friday. we have one recording this week, actually. Yeah. So tomorrow night. Yeah. That's one thing I do remember. Uh, and Quest Legion podcast is coming Fridays. All right. That will be starting November 2nd. I'm heading up that show, and I'll be dragging every every host here on the Quest Gaming Network I possibly can on the Quest Legion podcast. We're talking about RPGs, RTSs, new and old, from here to there. From the Shire to Whiterun. I just made that up. Uh, <laughs> on the Quest Legion podcast. Come hang out with us over there. Twitter. If Twitter's your thing, the show has a Twitter. You can tweet at Elder Scrolls OTR, and we'll tweet you back. Joe is at author J.R. Wilson. I am Evarwin. You may reach me at Evarwin, E-V-A-R-W-Y-N. Lou is at GamerGuy11B, G-A-M-E-R-G-U-I-1-1-B. And Dave is at D-Enforce, D-I-E-N-F-O-R-C-E. He's going to yell at you, man. Because you didn't go, Force! Oh. You know, he didn't say Force. It's supposed to be D-I-E-N, Force. Remember? (laughs) D-I-E-N, Force! All right, we lost uh, Dave on the call, so he's not going to be able to say goodbye. But Ellis Rules Off the Record is a Quest Gaming Network production in association with Middle Earth Network. And I just like to say, Foos for all you all next week. Take care, everyone. Be safe, and may the Foos be with you. Good night, everyone. Glad you're here. See you all again next week. Later, y'all. Foos Road. <laughs> oh, you beat me to it.
All right, so before we start the show, I have a question. In a, in a range from crap to oh damn son, what, what would y'all rate uh, Elder Scrolls Online? Um, oh f***ing damn son. <laughs> I wasn't looking around much, I'll tell you that. <laughs> I knew I had I had approximately four hours to play that game until, you know, it comes out. And uh, I wasn't taking my eyes off it. Even when we uh, they gave us, like, lunch to eat I, I brought the lunch back to the computer and i was sitting there i was like okay i'll have a bite now only one or two <laughs> people actually sat down in the other room to eat lunch everyone else at their lunch by the computer and was just chowing while they played like i did the same thing i had a bite every 15 minutes yeah you, you know who they're they're trying to be they're trying to be lou that guy is definitely trying to be lou look at the way he's looking at that elder scroll he's <laughs> like i really want to be Louis Olan when i grow up you know and Lou would tell him, you got a first cut for him. <laughs> oh, my God. That's beautiful. Ew. Yeah. Well, I want to put him up on the site. It's not gross. It was awesome. We didn't, we're not going to post a picture of a spooning, okay? Cool. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, last time we did that, Joe, me and you got in a lot of trouble, so yeah, yeah it was probably nice. best not to do that again. Took an impromptu picture of uh, of Pete Hines. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> what This was hysterical. So he goes, <clears throat> we're in the, we're just starting, like this is, we're just, it's in the beginning of the morning, everyone's like, you know, trying to wake up still. We just got shuttled over to, to Zenimax. We go. We get. They funnel us like cattle into this into uh, <laughs> this conference room. We all sit down. Um, we got our coffee in front of us. So the event's about to start. Pete Hines walks in, says a couple of things, and one one of the first things he says is, "We're going to let you take pictures um, <laughs> during during the event, but we got to make sure that you're not taking pictures of like you know screens that are around the uh, computer screens that are around the office and." <laughs> As he's explaining this, I pick up my cell phone. I just take like a re- like an obnoxious photo, <laughs> like right in the dude's face. <laughs> he pauses for like half a second. And I go, "You look great, Pete." <laughs> now my, <laughs> I was trying not to die so hard. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> you look great, Pete. You look good, Pete. Who's <laughs> all 